Yo, 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 <laughs> Skirbank! What is good, my guy? What's up, Poppy-san? Now, when, now when I call you daddy, it's like you're actually a dad, so it's not as my sexual. One, my one aunt calls me daddy, like, obviously, <laughs> she's my aunt. The same one we were just... Oh, wait. No, 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 different, different. This is one that I talk to all the time. Yeah. Um, She's great, but she's just like... She's my aunt that owns a tree company, so like... All they do is, like, work on trees, work around the house, like, fix things. Like, they got a lot of stuff to do. They're pretty busy. They're not, like, on social media and stuff. Definitely not, like, they don't know anything about daddy. You know what I mean? Right, but right. She'll like, she'll, like, text me about, like, being excited. And, and she, when she says, like, congratulations and stuff, like, she calls me daddy. And I'm just like, that's funny, but it's weird, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's funny because she doesn't know, like, the context of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's what makes it funnier. Well, obviously, oh, she's not implying anything. <laughs> right. I was going to say well, earlier when I was like, oh, your other cousin, it would be weird if, like, the cousin you really never spoke to hit you up and was like, hey, daddy. Hey, daddy. <laughs> no, I meant it because, like, you just had a kid and everything. You know, no yeah, connotation. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I know you spent some time living in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't rub that off on me. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. need that. <laughs> We might be from this redneck little hick town. We might, get, we might get made fun of by the other towns, but like we're not inbred over here. It's not in the Stillwell household. Yeah, that was like the uh, – so my high school, I feel like we, we might have touched on this before on the podcast, but my high school was right across the street from a general electric plant. And so anytime we would play like our neighboring towns or whatever, like their their joke about us would be like, oh, they're all fucking special ed because they're just inhaling fumes all day. And then our joke to them would be like, well, at least we're not fucking our cousins because they were like, out." The- I mean, I was in the boonies, but they were in like the boonies boonies. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Living in mountains and shit. That was not funny. bad. I wouldn't mind living yeah. in mountains. Yeah, I know, dude. I've just- It's so weird because growing up, I was like, damn, I want to be close like to everything in society. But like now that I have been for the past like eight or nine years of my life, I'm like, damn, I low-key miss living out in the middle of nowhere when I had privacy and toys like dirt bikes and shit and right could pretty much do whatever i want didn't have to worry about like closing my blinds before walking around the house naked because i'm not flashing myself to everyone in the neighborhood dude i just got up so lex and i laid down and like you know i usually sleep naked but like i just took my pants and stuff off so I, i had a shirt on we're in bed and i was like all right kids crying let's get them a bottle so i get up and then i go to put like shorts on and she's like all the blinds are closed. Like, you don't have to... You can walk out there. This is her exact words. You can walk out there, dick swanging. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, I understand. And normally I would. But when I come back in here with this bottle, I'm going to have our son on my lap as I feed him. So I'd like to do that with, <laughs> with, with, clothes with something on. covering me, you know? <laughs> oh, dude, that reminds me. There was this uh, TikTok I saw the other day, and it was like... There's been this trend going around where it uses like the old Black Ops Two, like, uh, th- we've lost. We'll get them next time. You know how they always say yeah, that. Yeah. Again? There was this one. It was like me comparing sizes in the infant, like infantry or whatever it is, like called in the hospital. And it was the just nursery. like, <laughs> yeah, the nursery. And it was just like this one's a draw. We'll see you on the battlefield next time or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn, dude, that's unreal. <laughs> casual, very casual. Um. Maggie and I, I showed Maggie Andrew Schultz. You know Andrew Schultz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed her his stand-up uh, special that he dropped last year where he's just like, remember how it like, got banned off Netflix and all this for being just yeah. super like dark humor? 
we watched it the other night and it, she was dying dude i forgot how good it was it's so dark but it's so funny maybe we'll have to watch it again yeah i don't I, I doubt lex has ever seen it but i'll watch it again yeah and i didn't remember any of the jokes jokes from it so it was like yeah it felt new to me again and yeah, I, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was so good lex and i started watching turn i forgot that it was how gory it was the movie and, uh no, 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 it's a TV show. It's uh, so it's this. It's a TV show about spies, American spies during the American Revolution. Oh, right, right, right. Um, banger. I watched it back in the day, and I remember it being like really good. So I was like, and now I'm reading this book called The First Conspiracy, and it's all about um, basically like the plot to kill George Washington during the American Revolution, and like spies that were like close to to Washington, um. He had, like, this group of guys that were, like, you know, the, the best soldiers that, like, stayed close to him. And then right now in the book, I'm at the point where, like, you understand that this one guy is going to flip because of who he's been, like, seeing at the bar lately and who he's been talking to. But, like, that, we don't have any of the details or anything yet. I haven't gotten that far. And so I'm like, oh, dude, that makes me want to watch Turn because it's, like, the same shit. And that show was shit. really good. But dude, it's not it's, on Netflix. Uh... They moved it to AMC+. Plus. I think that I remember seeing that and like I either watched like one episode or it was my mom who told me about it. But I remember when you sent our, the Snapchat in the group. The other day, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, shit. I've heard good things about that. Yeah. show. But I was going to say, dude, like being a spy back then before all this technology must have been like crazy, bro. Yeah. Like there, you have no communication with anybody that's within 20 feet of you. Like you're right. just on your own. Like you so much trust is put into people back then just because of like. It's not like you could check locations or all this shit. It's just, all right, go do this, and hopefully you don't fucking double cross. or Right. So episode one of Turn, this is what happens. You got Abe, and he lives in Setauket, Long Island. Um, Lincoln? Nope. His last name is uh, Woodhall. He's a cabbage farmer. I thought it was like young <laughs> Abe Lincoln. But <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, now that um, I think about it, the American Civil War and the Revolutionary War, that doesn't make sense. Because they're like 100, 100 years apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so you got abe and then you got ben who's a grew up with abe and he's now like an officer in the uh american army then you got this other dude caleb who also grew up with him and he's also in the army but he's like real low-key like he doesn't wear like like he kind of like freelancing he gets he has a lot of respect um so abe's got to sell his cabbage and he's always going to smuggle it to his boy caleb and when he does that Caleb kind of like just talks to him a little bit. They say it's like his first interview. He doesn't know it yet, but it's like his first interview. And then, so when he's leaving from where, from like smuggling his shit and selling it to Caleb, he gets picked up by the American army because they know he's there because like they pretty much set him up. Right. Right. And then, you know, Ben goes and he's like, Oh, like I set you free, blah, blah. blah. And that's like the second interview is like him, like talking to Ben. And then when he goes back home, um, there's this other chick, Anna, and her and so Abe and Anna used to bang. They used to date back in the day, but they don't, they're not together anymore. But she owns like the tavern, and her husband got hanged because um, he like got in a bar fight at his tavern. Um, so he got hanged. You get hanged for that? Well, he got in a bar fight and he like cut um, like a British officer's hand. Well, what uh-huh. happened was the, he, the British officer like slipped and put his hand on the table and cut it open, and then like lied and got him hanged for it. Or maybe he no, maybe he got sent away to like a prison in like jersey or pa or something like that but he's not around they were gonna hang him but i think they maybe didn't i don't know um he's gone for now so it's anna running the show 
And the way it works is like they have, so Anna puts out a piece of black laundry on the line to dry when they need to say something, when they need to talk. So then like, they'll see that. And then like Caleb and Abe somehow they'll like link up at their secret spot so they can pass information. Um, But then you see that the British, the way they do it is they have, or the way they do it for this first instance is they have like a big, like piece of like cardboard. That's like the size of a piece of paper and they cut squares into it. So then you write a letter, you write, I'll write a letter to you. It'll be long. And then you'll put this piece of paper over it. And then you'll just, so you'll only see the words where it's cut out and that'll be like the thing. So in this one, it's like, Connecticut safe house like a bunch of a bunch of stuff about like a Connecticut safe house so Abe gets his hands on that and then puts the that has Anna put the black dress up tells them hey they're gonna you know come they know about the safe the safe house in Connecticut so you know you gotta get out of there they're they're gonna come and like try to kill everybody so then like the next day all the British that are in sea talk it or to talk it they go and they open fire on the safe house and then they go in and nobody's in there. And then once they're all in there, all the American soldiers that were in that safe house are like surrounding it basically from above and just start shooting into it and lighting them up. Damn. Yeah. And that's all in the first episode. And like, it's, it's pretty good. Oh dude, I'm going to have to watch this shit. Cause I love yeah. like old school war type stuff. I know um, it's nice. It's it's pretty gory, and I that so that's what that's how we this conversation started. It's like decently gory, and Lex was like, "We're gonna have to watch this during the day because this is like just as bad as Peaky Blinders, and that should give me nightmares." Dude, Lex is such a little scaredy cat. <laughs> She's like, she just like doesn't like gore, and then the images stick in her head, and like subconsciously, they always come back in her dreams, like <laughs> clockwork, dude. That's got to be like like when you when it is like clockwork too cuz I I feel like my dreams are just so random like I can't like influence what dreams I have like at all. Yeah. But like if you know that's that's kind of nice like if you know like if I watch this I'm going to have a scary dream like cuz dude yep. fucking nightmares are no joke bro. I'd be waking up like when I have a bad nightmare I'd be waking up like sweating and like the realization of whatever I was just dreaming about is a dream is like the best feeling ever. See, I usually know that it's a dream while I'm in it because I'm like, hmm. Even when it's nightmares, they're still scary. But there's some point where I'm like, oh, this is a dream. But I'm still like, I can't die. I can't die in this dream because then I'll die Dude, in real life. How but do that's you still do my that? Thought. I don't know. I don't know. But I just like, <laughs> I just know. I just know that it's a dream. Like I'm dreaming. And I'm like, oh, this isn't real. I think it's because I don't see myself in my dreams i'm not like first person view i I, i'm looking down on myself it's a third person what and i don't live my life in a third person shooter bro (laughs) dude what yeah what i've never heard of somebody who dreams in the third person like that dude you're literally like lucid dreaming every time you dream that's like super (laughs) rare bro yeah that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't know it was I didn't know I'm not, I'm not sitting over here toot my own horn like yeah like I'm so rare. I'm just like yeah like every, <laughs> like every time I dream it's in the third person and that's generally how I know like oh this is a dream like cuz I'm watching well, yeah, myself. Yeah, I mean it's the yeah that, that's <laughs> the indicator, bro. It's yeah. Like, I'm not playing a game of Sims like that's me down there and no that's wild dude. All my dreams are first person. Um I've had I wouldn't consider these dreams, but do you ever get like in between like 
asleep and awake and you're like you know you're not fully dreaming but you know you're not fully asleep like awake either yeah you're i kind love of like it. in that in between dimension that. i hate it dude it's terrifying i always feel like there's something there like fucking like strangling me or like oh no like it's See, never a never comfortable situation like whenever whenever i'm like drifting off like before i do fall asleep whenever i'm drifting off it's like my brain just like I start thinking about random stuff and it's just kind of like, you know, rabbit hole of thoughts, but they just get like weirder and crazier and somehow (laughs) I'll end up at like fucking, I don't know, like playing ping pong with frogs as the balls or something like that. You know what I mean? Like like just something like outrageous, like a mix between like some kind of animal or reptile and like, you know, regular, like solid, like, things that you can buy or build just an object and, and like and then like i'll get like woken up and i'll be like huh and i'll be like oh and i'll be like wow that was weird I can those, never those frogs are ping pong balls <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're like using like puffer fish for kickballs <laughs> dude it's like shrek where they blow up the frogs and use them as balloons yeah like literally <laughs> that's crazy dude i know we've definitely said this before but i can't wait until technology gets to a point where we can like record our dreams and go back and watch them that would be sick dude you think you're gonna watch them from the third person or the first person if they're recorded Ooh, good question right probably uh, since they're probably probably just recording the brain waves it depends on the person so like for you it would probably be the way you dream it and for if it was my dreams it'd be the way i dream it Right, would be right, my right. Because it would, it would still, you know, you would want the technology to still be able to to recreate the image that your brain was projecting. You know what I mean? Right. right. So whatever your whatever like your subconscious brain was like putting into your mind to create those images, you would expect it would create the same images, not like the same storyline from a different pov <laughs> yeah but it would be cool if they did have that like hey right it's like now dude, here's it's like a, well here's it's the like thing. the netflix of dreaming subscription based pay another seven dollars yeah. and you get the third person pov <laughs> you i mean it would be easy right like you would just take your dream and then be like, okay here's my dream and then you just put it into ai and they're like okay here's how it looks like from third person you know what i mean or maybe Dude. then they could just like create like a whole if you wanted to make it a subscription based thing like Netflix, they could turn that dream and make take your dream and make like a whole TV series or like a, like a little movie out of it. <laughs> Lego Lego Kenny's dream. <laughs> <laughs> Play it on PS2. <laughs> um, that would be cool if they could do that with memories too. Yeah. Dude, that would help solve so much crime. If they could just yeah. be like, all right, we're going to record this guy's memories and see how it actually went down. Yep. That would be crazy. I bet That's there'd probably... be no crime. That's like the ultimate crime solver. Well, the ultimate crime solver is, okay, we're going to you know take all your memories, but we're going to do it monthly. And if you've done anything illegal in the past month, we're going to bang you for it. That's also like oh, communism yeah, that sounds terrible, dude totalitarian type shit that is like the ultimate communistic like view like yeah like whatever that's worse somehow than what the ccp is doing with fucking their citizens in china yeah oh that's much worse dude that you can't even have like i mean thoughts are different than memories but like if it comes down to memories like what if you just like see something that you weren't even a part of and they can just be like oh and they can be like all right well you you should have said something right that's terrifying. 
Um, do you know who Uncle Roger is? I know Kenny Rogers. Uncle Roger is like a Asian comedian dude. He did this bit on CCP and like their surveillance, and it's so funny because they're like, "Oh no, like you can't say anything bad." Like, um, he's like, he's like, "Praise G, praise G," because like, like G, like Jinping, like that's like their president dude. And yeah. then he's like, "You can't say anything bad." Blah blah blah. Like they're all listening on their on their Huawei phones. Like they can all hear you. Um, and then he's like, um, "Oh, like is anybody in here from Taiwan?" And like a bunch of people cheer. And then he's like. No, that is not a real country. Taiwan is not a real country. <laughs> All hail the motherland. Like, you should come back to China, blah, blah, blah. Um, and apparently, like, for mocking him, like, they banged his social credit score. Allegedly. Damn, really? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think he's he's mostly, like, an American now. Like, he lives in America and stuff like that. But right. He That's still crazy. Has, has ties to China. Dude, it's wild that, like, we have all, like, these people over in our country. Listen, I'm going to start with this. Our country's not perfect, obviously. We have a bunch of shit wrong with it. But, like, we have so much more freedom than a lot of people on the planet and, like, just such a different way of life. Like, people over here bitch about their problems. But then it's like, dude, people in North Korea don't even know, like, what real life is. They're just nope. known what – they just know what they're told and have, like – they More know what they're told bullshit, and they dude. literally live in like such insane poverty. It's unreal. Yeah, dude. Like, and it's like, like your average run of the mill citizen is like living in the slums, like finding crickets to eat for dinner. And they think that's normal, dude. Yeah, that's just that's life. Cr- that's, that's that's just life. Crazy. And like they go to school and they learn that the fucking whoever's running the show over Jung there. Jung Jung Kin. Yeah, yeah, that guy. He's uh you know they they make it like he's literally god like the religion their school textbooks like the like korean north korean history books is like basically the bible the story of jesus christ but it's korean leaders as him yeah that's wild dude they have no way out of like what their situation is. It, no, and it's not even escaped, that they and that's don't. So hard. They don't even know. Like they don't even have. They don't the even thought, know that's like, an option. Yeah, because right, they think dude. that North Korea is all they know. They don't even know that there's a world outside of North Korea. I know, which is crazy. When they have like, they still have like the technology. It's not like there's some indigenous tribe like in the Amazon where they just have no way out and couldn't. I mean, know. pretty much though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they still like they're like, still they, like, like they don't have internet and but stuff like still, that. Yeah, the internet like, they do no, like, have is like a selection of like seven or eight websites that they're allowed to go on. And they just think yeah. that's like, that's all the internet and all like technology is. Yep, it's wild. Man. Apparently he uh, tells like everyone every year that he wins the PGA championship with a score of 18. Hell he hold, yeah, He dude, gets a hole in one on every ones. hole. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. And they're just like, oh, yeah, you must be pretty good at golf. It's not realizing that's basically impossible. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's hitting a golf ball 500 yards on a par 5 hole in one. Right. Could you imagine? People, dude, yo, I fucking, what is even that called, a, a hole in one on a par 5? That's less than an albatross. Right, because you go birdie, eagle, albatross. I'm going to look it up. What's less than an albatross? I don't know. I, I You're lucky I even know albatross. I'm, I can't even get birdies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same. <laughs> oh, it's just called albatross. No, that's what an albatross is. Oh, what is this question? What is an ostrich in golf? 
A golfer who scores an ostrich is one who played a hole in five under par. That would be okay. a hole in one, right? On a par five? No, that because that would be four under par. How is that even possible then? You got to get it a hole in one on a par six. <laughs> par six. <laughs> they exist. They're out there. I know. I've seen a picture of, I think it was somewhere out west or like in Oregon or something where it was like one of the few like par six holes like in the country. And I was like, that just sounds weird, dude. Yeah, it's probably like seven or eight hundred yards and then you got to get a hole in one. <laughs> I just throw that shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude, throwing a golf ball is super fucking painful. Yeah. Especially now because, like, I'm not used to throwing things. I'm old. Yeah, isn't that wild, dude? Like, back in high school, like, baseball, our BP coach would throw, like, obviously, like, an hour of BP a day. And then he'd just be like, all right, I need someone else to come in. My arm's tired. I was like, dude, you've barely been throw Like, you don't throw hard. And it's just, like, you're lobbing. Up. Like, how could that hurt you? But now I fucking get it, dude. I yeah, throw the football because, on the beach for 10 minutes, and I'm like, God uh, damn. I'll throw the baseball with you in the backyard at the bachelor party for 10 minutes, and I'm like, yeah, this, my shoulder hurts. I get, like, literally two throws in, and I'm like, oh, I can feel it. Yeah. You know what's funny, dude? When we lived on uh, Destiny, I got, like, this pitching net, and I was like, summer was coming up, so I was like, oh, I think I might play, like, in a summer league or, like, get back into baseball. So I got this pitching net to, like, build myself up and, like, pitch into, and I think I threw, like, 15 pitches the first day like not even anything crazy just like a little warm-up like after i stretch and everything dude i shit you not for a week i couldn't lift my arm above my head and i was like holy fuck dude i thought i had like a like a torn ligament or something not from that but just like a lingering one and then doing this like that's how bad the pain was and then i was just like all right i'm gonna give it a week and see how i feel and then like about a week and a half two weeks went by and it, it went away but i was like all right, maybe maybe pitching right now is not my best. When I've just been like drinking and smoking with my college friends for four years, like <laughs> yeah, literally, probably not the best option. <laughs> I go outside and throw tennis balls against the house, like play a little wall ball, and Ben gets wall excited. balls the and... shit, dude. That's one of yeah, the best I mean, like recreational sports ever. Yeah, and everybody but I feel plays like it's it super low key. Oh yeah, every, everyone. Pl- we always played it like where you could peg. Yeah, you know of I mean? course. Yeah, well. Like, sometimes, like, if you're using, like, a fucking lacrosse ball, like, obviously. Well, yeah, you not... can't do a lacrosse ball. <laughs> yeah. But if you have, like, a tennis ball or, like, a wall ball ball, wall ball ball, um, they're, like, not as hard. So you can you can peg with those. Have you ever played the soccer version of it? No. Dude, oh, my God. Literally every day before soccer practice, we would go out, like, the backside of our school, and it was just, like, a giant brick wall, like, right next to our soccer field. So for, like, the last hour of the day before practice, we'd all go out there and just, like, get our practice shit on and go kick a ball against the wall. But we'd play like you got to like shoot the ball pretty much. You can't pass. You have to get it to the wall from like 20 yards away. And whoever like plays the rebound, if they don't have like a A good good touch touch or like a first, like, like they can trap it. But if it's just like a bad, like a shitty bad touch, you got to run to the wall and then whoever can get to the ball first can just rip a shot at you. It's so fun. That's awesome. It's so fun, dude. There'd be times where, like, we'd go a day or two without hitting anybody, and then there'd be, like, the one where somebody just gets sniped in the head, and it would be the funniest fucking shit. I gave my coach a concussion once kicking a soccer ball, and I also had him as a teacher. And when I came into class the next day, we were literally in the state playoffs. He was like, actually, it was the state sectional final. And he was like, if we don't win today, I'm going to give you a worse concussion than you gave me a practice. And I was like, all right, deal. 
Fine. I guess that's how we're playing it. <laughs> and then we won. And then we went to the state semis, but no um, concussion from coach. No, nah, but just like, you know, acute ones throughout my entire career. I'm sure I got right. a couple in the game. Which those are probably worse than like one bad yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> it's all um, right. Dude, my baseball coach got, got a concussion once from my friend Stevie, who was, he was like our third baseman. We were doing this drill where he hits the fungo, like ground balls all across the infield, and then you turn two, and there was yeah. somebody at home plate catching for him so he could just feed him the ball again. And Stevie, like, fielded this ground ball, and it, like, hit the like the heel of his glove and he picked it up to throw it back to the home plate catcher and coach wasn't looking at him he was looking at the first baseman like talking to him or doing something and literally he lets go of the ball and is just like coach and he turns dude and the ball catches him straight like in the jaw like damn he was my, he was my math teacher he came in the next day he was like yeah apparently i have a concussion and his jaw was just like he had like a softball coming off the side of it dude Jeez. stevie was a freshman at the time too like on varsity so he was like oh fuck dude like i just yeah tough scenes I just to start ruined coach's life on my first like week of being on the team did you see uh yankees announcer get smoked with the ball Dude, that was so funny, bro. Like, John Sloan is the goat. Takes it to the face. He's just like, ow. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the most basic. If that was me, I'd be like, oh, shit. What the fuck, dude? Did you see I know. that? <laughs> I know. He's so just, professional, ow, dude. Ow, so ow. professional. And then two pitches later, the Yankees win. The <laughs> Yankees win. Did you see his next video he posted the next day where it was like he had like bandages like on his chin and like on his forehead and he was just like, hey, just wanted to say thank you for everyone's like thoughts. Like, I'm okay. Um, I'm I'm happy you reacted the way I did to finishing the game. Like, let's go, Yanks. And he's just like this 85 year old like fucking legend who's every Yankees fan hears that voice and it like raises the hair on their arms. That's how legendary he right, is right. to like Yankees baseball. It's, it's Merrill Reese for the Yankees. Right, exactly. And um, so, I, like, the Yankees posted that on TikTok, and I commented on it. I was like, John's the fucking goat, and they were, like, the best in the business, baby. And I was like, damn right, dude. Let's go. <laughs> but it was just so funny because he said it was coming up towards him, too. He was like, foul ball up this way. And then he, like, looks down and then looks back up to the ball just, like, immediately coming down, bouncing off in front of his chest and hitting him in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ow. Ow! Ow! <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "What a character this guy!" <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Because if you listen to him, like he just does the radio, but obviously, if you listen to him, he just like goes on these random like rants, or he'll just say something that has nothing to do. There's a whole Twitter account called John Sterling Calls of just like he'll say like two sentences, be like, "Yeah, oh, well, the milkman was out there on my porch this morning." And the one, two. <laughs> it's just like, what, dude? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's probably just got like. Dementia? Yeah. Yeah, whatever early, whatever Biden's got. <laughs> <laughs> that that Biden shit. <laughs> yeah. Don't know exactly what it is, but God damn it, it is something. Whatever makes you talk about like the most irrelevant thing and not make much sense out of it. That's what it <laughs> that's, is. That's, that's what he's the got. Joe Biden. <laughs> oh man that's funny so how's it uh how's it been the first like was it been a week has it been a week yet no, no it'll be a week six tomorrow. days yeah yeah it'll so be i was gonna week. say it's literally we recorded wednesday's pod and then the next morning at four that morning at 4 a.m right yeah yeah we but well we recorded on tuesday oh that's right i forgot about that 
But then, yeah, Thursday. So we went to the hospital on Wednesday, and then we had the baby Thursday morning at four. It's been good, dude. He's cool. Um, it's funny. It like, I was like, all right, like now I kind of want to have another one. Like this guy's pretty dope. Like it's only dude, been a couple my days. Mom, but my I'm mom's told like, me that damn. my whole life. She was like, dude, like I and I've always said, like I don't know if I really want kids because like I don't know. It just sounds like lab or she was like dude when you have a kid and i'm sure i will have a kid eventually like yeah Meg and i would probably plan on that but when i do she's like dude you're gonna feel like a love that you are incapable of feeling right now and i was like yeah, that kind of makes sense but like i obviously don't understand it because i haven't had my right. child yet is it's that funny, how you was... felt um yeah kind of i mean i don't know if i felt the love yet but it's just like this is my dude you know what i mean Right. Like, this is my little man and like he's gonna be dope as shit and like he's already good and like i care about him like so much like when other people like talk about it i'm like hey you watch your mouth who's talking shit about your baby <laughs> <laughs> hey yo fuck them kids michael jordan <laughs> <laughs> this dude's five days old and he's already got beef <laughs> yeah oh that's so funny dude i can't wait to meet him no nah, but he's, he's cool gonna- He's cool. I'm gonna come around him in a Yankees hat, dude, and he's gonna be like, uh, I'm I've got the news. Philly in my blood. Yeah. This guy's <laughs> then I'll be like, no, news. dude, it's cool, it's cool. I, I'm a Birds fan too. And he's like, Alright, I kinda like this guy. Yeah, he's like, I'm I'm skeptical. Uh do do babies, do newborn babies laugh? Like, or do they learn that? No. They definitely don't laugh. I tried tickling his toes and he didn't like it. <laughs> I was tickling nah, his dude, feet and he didn't him. like it. Try try hitting him with a joke. I don't think he can understand words. <laughs> hey, hey, bud, listen. I'm going to be the first one to give you this joke. How'd the, why'd the chicken cross the road? And then you're going to hit him with the hole to get to the other side for the first time, and he's going to think it's the funniest fucking thing he's ever heard. He's going to hit me with a fucking ass bull to laugh. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> Dude, it's so funny because it's so true. Like I saw a tweet last night that said, Motherfuckers was 10 hearing the name Bob and thinking it was hysterical. <laughs> I was like, that's so true. Like kids have the, like, the most basic sense of humor because they don't know like they don't know of anything. So they're just it's like, great. oh Bob, that's a funny sound. <laughs> yeah. The same way. Yeah, but having him definitely I've been like, alright, maybe we don't have to because like Lex and I were like, okay, like we'll have one and then we'll like wait like, you know, like three or four years. Cause like we didn't really want to have a kid like this soon like this wasn't the plan from the get-go right right? so but now it's like all right like we're in this game might as well add to it might as well throw in another one right like if we're gonna have one might as well have two and then if you have two i mean what's a third and then at that point they just kind of start raising each other so let's just build the tribe yeah i that was like i was gonna say the best way to like i feel like in my opinion have kids is to have them like kind of similar age groups just because like they're gonna grow up and be friends, like it's kind of different if right. you have like there's those families that'll have a kid and then have another kid like eight or nine years later, and it's like ah they're like already kind of missed their like they're gonna be at such different points of their lives pretty much the entire life of this like younger one. So yep, I'm also biased because my brother's like a year and eight months younger yeah, than me, so we're my, pretty much the no, same. My cousins Alyssa and Bobby they're pretty far apart. My cousin Alyssa is four years older than me. No. Three. Three or four. But my cousin Bobby's like 
four years younger than me, maybe five. Um, so they're obviously pretty far apart. But like, I mean, yeah, they're homies, but like they weren't like hanging out growing up and stuff like that. You know right. what I mean? They just have yeah. like a different relationship. I mean, like right. they still love each other. It's kind of like what they do. And... Yeah, you're still siblings, obviously, but like, yeah, I, I just but... know Maggie is closer to her younger sister because that's kind of who she grew up with. Right. But also, Alyssa's husband has been dating Alyssa since they were in like eighth grade or high school. So, like, that was Bobby's. Like, he's always been around Bobby, like an older brother. So, like, they're like, so they're all like pretty tight. Oh, that's pretty dope. Um, even though they live in San Diego. Is that who you went out to see when the last time you went to California? Yeah, yeah, for her birthday. Word. Good time, good time. Um, she's dope, dude. She's been like so helpful throughout the whole pregnancy because she delivers babies for a living. Like she works in the labor and delivery. Right. Um, so she's been like really helpful. She got us in. She didn't get us in, but she recommended like the hospital that we used and the hospital that we went to was great and the nurses were amazing and the doctors were stellar. Um, so. Big kudos to her. And she's been there for, like, questions along the way that you're like, hey, this thing happened, right? Like, what do you think I should do? Like, what's your opinion? Blah, blah, blah. And just, like, for Lex to be able to talk about, like, things with an actual, like, an actual nurse who, like, she knows on a personal level that she trusts. You know what I mean? It's easier to talk to, like, when you have that personal relationship, it's easier to ask questions and talk about stuff like that when it's just a random nurse you've never met. To, like, get, like, you know, like, a genuine opinion. Like, I feel like sometimes, like, nurses are like, all right, like, this is kind of what we do. This is, like, the course of action. But, like, I, I might not do that if I was, if it was me because, like, I, you know, I have a better understanding of the situation. But right. then it's like, you know, we can talk to Alyssa and she can be like, okay, well, maybe, like, you know, do X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And also without, like, like I, like, I know probably talking to, like, her mom or my mom, like, they they're not nurses that deliver babies. That's not their specialty. And like, yeah, they have their opinions and stuff, but like they're, they're not based in any, they don't have the experience. Yeah. They don't have the experience. They don't have the background. And like when they were giving birth, it was so long ago. Things have changed so much. So much crazy. It's like, it's like, it's not apples and apples anymore. It's right. It's totally different. Like when it comes to actually like raising the baby and like, you know, instilling good values in the baby like that shit hasn't changed like that's still like the same like but you know the actual delivery of the baby is yeah just way different now because of i mean dude think about it my mom our our parents was telling us that shit like 25 years ago yeah my mom said that with cassandra they had they put her in like uh like a bassinet and they put towels around her so that she didn't lay she didn't like roll and now it's like they're supposed to be in the bassinet with nothing because they can like roll into those towels and suffocate. And like, it's like, it's happened. You, like, that's why they oh, tell you yeah. that obviously, you know right. what I mean? Cause like their noses aren't very big. So they roll over and their nose is like pushed into like a blanket or a towel and they can't breathe. And that's right. why they say, that's why like you can't sleep with your baby because they're so small. If, just, if I yeah. roll over and they're underneath me, they can't get me off. They can't and, move. If right. and if I'm in a, if I'm like sleeping and they're, like, even if they're trying to scream, it's going to be muffled. Like, you know what I mean? So that's why, like, they can't sleep with, like, adults and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, mean, I mean, some people still do it. Some people are I was going to say, like, no, dude. Like, like, we co-sleep. That's what they call it co-sleeping in the industry. When you have your baby in a crib, like, in your room? No, no, no. When you have your baby in your bed. Oh, oh. Yeah. People, I, I wouldn't. I would be too. I wouldn't be able to sleep if I tried to do that. Right. 
And like you don't want your kids to be like so used to being like all over you. That's why it's like like we keep saying like we don't want to want to raise a velcro baby that's like always attached to us. So like we try to like um yesterday he was held a lot. We had people over in the morning and, and in the afternoon, so he was held a lot. Spent like no time on his own, and we're like, all right, like, he needs to like spend some time in his bassinet, like, and not be accustomed to always being in people's arms, and also right. not being accustomed to like being in somebody's arms, like as or getting picked up, like as soon as he starts crying. So like we try to like, ignore him for a little bit, let him cry it out, and sometimes he's just like fussy and he's just like cranky and then he's sleeping in five minutes yeah you know which is mean? understandable he's been here for like 10 minutes right he's like well, i don't know what is going on it's nobody's answering my questions ben barks oh yeah so like that we'll scare start him? crying and we won't get up and then ben will start barking at us like yo the baby's crying you gotta do something <laughs> <laughs> ben's probably like fuck you i'm not getting all the attention now i'm gonna bark and wake this night dude this he, he, like, he definitely likes him he's like a little scared of him still but like he gives him kisses now and again and like He's always like watching them and like just like keeping an eye out for him. So yeah, what's good? You're chilling. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You need anything to drink? No. All right. <laughs> and like whenever like he makes a lot of weird noises, so Ben's always like, "What's going on over there? What's this dude saying?" <laughs> Ben's like, "Let me get my baby uh, frequency adapter in." He just puts this thing in his ear. Oh. Oh, dude, he's saying he's ready to poop. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> uh, he be pooping too. And he loves peeing, dude. He pees. He loves to pee after I take his diaper off. <laughs> bro. That's funny. Come on. It's like, never, bro, you he can never wait does it five minutes. Either. He only does Just it you? Day. Yeah, he's done it like five or six times already. <laughs> oh, no. And he's only done it since we've been home. We've only been home since Saturday afternoon. <laughs> That's at like once a day fucking frequency, dude. Or more. My man's batting a thousand. <laughs> I mean, almost. He's probably batting eight hundred when it comes to me. <laughs> what's the, what's the over under? Is it at point five or what? The daily um, over under. The daily over under. I'd say it's. I well, it's probably like minus two hundred on the over and like plus a buck fifty on the under. Wow. All right. That's what I would say. I'm smashing that under that over, dude. Minus 200, you throw that in a little six-legger, you're looking good. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, I got no money to bet with on FanDuel anymore after last night's experiment. Because of me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, last night, it's kind of sucks that we both had like tough nights betting last night because I, well, I wasn't really even placed... close. I know, but I placed my bet. And I was like, I was feeling so good about it. And dude, I put in a bet like maybe once every like month, once a month, twice a month, like not in NFL season, NFL season. It's like once a week, but for baseball, I'm just like, all right, let me check out the slate of games. Like, yes, on Sunday, I'll put in like a one o'clock and four o'clock bet. It's crazy because I put in probably, mm, I don't know, 10 bets on a Sunday, one or two on Thursday, one or two on Monday. I'll probably do I, – I like to do the, um, like, DraftKings lineups. The daily like fantasy do, stuff? Yeah, I like to do – yeah, daily fantasy. I like to do the the um, showdown ones, too. So, like, Thursday and Monday, and then I'll usually do, like, one, one on Sunday. But those right. are cheap. I'll just do, like – because those are just for fun. I like to fuck around and, like, make lineups. And I'm not – I know that I'm not real good at it. So, I'll just put, like – I'll find, like, dollar contests that I can enter. Yeah. Um. But yeah, once a week. Oh boy, 
<laughs> well, dude, I was looking at the first of all, I saw that tweet that I sent you where it was like the whole like how you do like the ninth inning stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like that. Like that sounds like a pretty solid theory theory, but like there's so much that goes into it. I feel like you gotta like Yeah. I wanna look into like who are the best closers in the league and then when are they home? Right. So and then there's no they, not even are a bomb they the of the favorite. Right. So then it's like, okay. Yeah, that formula his, sounds like this kid's work. theory was I want to look at home teams that I think will win. But I want to take it a step further and get home teams that I think will win that have good closers. Yeah, the Orioles, I'm telling you, are probably pretty high on that list. Because one, they're a good team this year. Two, they have like the best one two punch in in the bullpen, like probably in all of MLB with Bautista and Cano. Dude, it's like they're but the Baltimore Orioles are a scary team. I'm saying, like, I, I think a lot of people start kind of sleeping on them, but dude, they're like they they're a machine right now. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, dude, so you do that and then fucking what like ten dollars a day, I would say, or ten dollars per leg or per time you put in that bet. Yeah. And then obviously it's not ten dollars like after the second day if you win, it'd be twenty, but that's the goal. You're still really only losing ten bucks. The Orioles are forty-two and twenty-four. Yeah, they're good, dude. Four games ahead of the Yankees in the AL East and the wild card. The AL East, dude. Look at the AL East right now, and then look at like the AL Central. The Central is an absolute joke. So actually, crazy stuff that I saw today. The Oakland A's have won seven straight. Did you see the reverse? I was going to actually bring the this up on the boycott. podcast. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. Dope. Dude. I, I, I saw something about it. And I know I sent you a thing about it. And then I was watching, I was you know, ESPN or something. And they had like 27,000 fans in there. They were getting rowdy. The Oakland A's pitcher couldn't hear. You know how they have like the catcher presses a button and it calls the plays. And they have like speakers on in yeah, their hats yeah, yeah. now. The pitch couldn't hear it. Couldn't hear it because it was too loud in there. Because they're all and, chanting and they're sell the team. It. Yeah, they're all chanting sell the <laughs> team. Um. They've won seven in a row. They beat the you know MLB leading Rays yesterday, two to one. Two, dude, they beat them twice. They took a series from the Rays. They just swept their last their first series, I think. I mean, not bad. They don't have They're the, not worst the worst record team in, in baseball. baseball anymore. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Because they were at what we were clowning them like they two were weeks twelve ago and having... fifty through, yeah. through sixty two games. They were twelve and fifty, and now they're nineteen and fifty. Look at them go. They might win it all. Don't let them get hot. <laughs> Don't let them get hot. That's right. You know what we're literally witnessing right now, dude? Moneyball 2. Moneyball 2. Oh, they did theirs in Oakland too, right? Yeah, it's going to be Moneyball. Like, I'm telling you, if somehow the A's, I mean, they're not going to make, like, a playoff run or anything. But, I mean, in Moneyball, it's not year. like they won the World Series or anything. But, no, even this year, if the Rays kind of turn it around and get to be, like, a 500 team by the end of the year, and then... Like the owner's gonna obviously like move to Las Vegas. Like, tell me that's not the perfect script for Moneyball too. It's like, all right, we had this shitty team. Like, we found these guys, and then like things just came together in a year where there was absolute fucking mayhem going down in Oakland about like our yeah. fan base and the team. Move to Las Vegas and become like this organization that I don't know. I, I don't know how the A's are gonna go for the first like two or three. Like, is it gonna be the Las Vegas Athletics? Yeah, probably gonna change. You don't think they'll change their name? Because like the Raiders are still the Raiders. Yeah, that's true. They could change it though. Because I don't know. Las Vegas change. Athletics just doesn't sound good. 
or the Vegas yeah. Athletics. Like that just if, doesn't. If you sound wanted good. to keep the A's, you could do like the Aces, but I think the Aces are like a w, WNBA team there. Yeah, yeah, that's which true. is kind of annoying. They took like the best Vegas name. The 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 thing with the the A's kind of sucks, dude, because it's like if you're doing a total rebrand, like you're like there's so much like Oakland has a lot of baseball history, like between Moneyball and their '70s run with like Ricky Henderson, where they won like I think it was like three or four straight. I don't fact check me on that, but they were really good in the '70s, and they have a lot of baseball history in them. So like to kind of just be like, all right, fuck this, we're moving to Vegas. Like, yeah, that's a huge end of an era. And it's they were talking, and it's like they're trying to say that they're like, you know, their roots are in Oakland. Like, if your roots are in Oakland, then you should probably fucking stay there. Right. And th- I mean, the fans pretty easily showed last night. I mean, they only had twenty seven thousand, which is like that's by far the most they've had all season. Oh, by f- dude, that's like times like fifteen what they've had all season. I think they they before this they maxed out at like four thousand maybe, but um. And not even that, honestly. Like most single A teams, like the Wilmington Sharks, a mile from my house right now, probably getting more fans than the fucking o- Oakland Athletics. The Sharks, they're do- dude. I found out uh, last week they're the double A affiliate of the Brewers. So it's not even like like the Pelicans are low A. This is a double A team. That's probably some pretty solid baseball being played over there. Not bad. You should go check like, it out. They- probably cheap tickets too. Yeah, dude. They're like seven bucks, and the stadium is walkable distance from my house. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'd probably I think we're gonna try bike. and do. Like now you and Mags got bikes. Dude. Got bikes. I got my parts on the way. Actually, I ordered them officially yesterday because I got everything like ready to be painted and stuff. So I think yeah, yeah. Saturday, if I don't go golfing, which I really want to, I think I might just take the day. I got to go to Lowe's and get some stuff, and then I'm just gonna paint all my shit and put my whole bike together so that it's just done and over with. Because this project I started like a month and a half ago, and I just haven't had time. Like we haven't been home in a weekend in over a month. Yeah, where I've had time to just like, all right, I have a full day of myself to just like bang this out. But I'd like to go golf. I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen too too soon though. But I I got the itch. Yeah, Jake's playing World Tour this weekend. That uh, you know what that course is in Myrtle, where it's like every hole is a replica of like a famous hole. That's dope. Yeah, I've played it once. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't too hard either, which was cool. But it's just always so fun to like pull up on a new hole and be like, oh, dude, we're at like. This is literally a replica of 17 at Augusta or right, right. Pine Hills or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, I I would like to go golf, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I might just go see if I can get like an hour or two at the range maybe. Just good to work on my swing never because hurts, it's, not, it's not very good. Yeah, I mean, it's been... What's the date? The fourteenth? Almost a almost a month since I've golfed. Well, I haven't golfed since Mexico, and that was about a month ago. Yeah, I, I've golfed a few times recently, so I can't complain. But I'm itching. I want to get back out there, dude. I want to get, get one of those like uh, like walker things. Like if you want to walk nine, just throw JT like in the stroller, like the golf the golf bag stroller that they have. See, that would be amazing. Except I don't keep the ball in the fairway, so I'm not like confident enough to walk yet. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? True true but i mean that would be best case scenario right like all right like i'm gonna take the kid and go golf you you know have a, a few hours to yourself i'll play nine and i'll, I'll be go back get your and, nails done yeah dude I'll, I'll we'll pull up to the course dude i'll get checked in feed him get him a bottle right like he'll be tired after that after that bottle he'll sleep for most of it if not all of it yeah 
and he's just put a little sun hat on him, dude, and he's fucking out like a light for nine holes. Get him a sun hat, and he's. All, I'm obviously going to have something that like covers his face. Right. Try to keep the sun off of him. Dude, yeah, that would be. Have you ever seen like the backpacks that like the golfer dads have, where it's like the yeah, but back? I feel like dude, I can't dude, backpack him. Can... <laughs> Not only that, swing... how do you swing a yeah? How do you I'm swing a golf him in the head? On the backswing. Oh, sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you made me choke it. <laughs> oh man. Um, the Phils have kind of turned it around a little bit. Oh, you I were, mean, they're you were pretty down bad on them last week, so that's good still am, dude. They're below five hundred. <laughs> oh, so they have. Well, turned they're thirty three and thirty four. Oh. They're but like they're the only Red two Sox and a half right out of now. a wild card, and that's really all we need is a wild card. Um, they've won eight of their last ten. I think they won the last two against the Nationals, and then swept the Tigers, and then took two of three from the Dodgers, and then lost game one to the Diamondbacks nine eight when JT hit for the cycle, um, and then they beat them last night fifteen to three. They beat them last night fifteen to three. With twenty hits, damn! It's it all comes in one game, dude. It's crazy. Uh, well, the Diamondbacks are a solid team too. Diamondbacks so that's are no small a solid squad. Corbin Carroll's a madman, dude. Have you seen any of him yet this year? Nah, he's like I haven't watched dude. much. Maybe I will because I'm about to start calling random games, but I don't want to have to stream and be behind. So I'm probably yeah. like worry about lagging out. So I'm probably right. just gonna try to like do like whatever's on national television that day. You know what I mean? And then she's like, all right, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go call this game. Yeah, I mean, if it's on national TV, too, there's probably the most people watching. That's true. Which was I might, a, go ahead. I might try to double up and do, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it on Riverside, and I'm going to have it live stream out to YouTube and Facebook and Twitch. And, but it's just going to be me calling. Like, <clears throat> I'm not going to be able to have the game played because I'm, right. I'm going to get, you know, boned for copyright. It's not going to work. Right. Um, so I'm just going to have, it's just going to be my voice. And then I might try to double up and do Chromecast as well. You know what, what I mean? Is that, then, what is Chromecast? Chrome, like a, or not Chromecast. Sorry. Colorcast. What I was doing. Before. Oh, you're right, right, right. Um, and see if I can say, like, do both of them. Cause I'll do Riverside obviously with this mic, but then maybe I could do Colorcast like with my AirPods. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, I, I just have to do it once and I can be on both and I can hit both those audiences. But then, yeah, I can take, I can clip up like moments in the, in the game. I'll just be like, all right, like that was like a good moment, like clip it. And then I'll just try to, to like, social. find, um, find like, what do we call that? The video clip, right? Strip the audio from it and see if I can post that to social, like, oh, like a yeah, side yeah, by yeah. side or like the video on top and me calling it underneath. That'd be pretty easy because you can just use like a regular like YouTube converter for that. Yeah. Like to strip or, the I audio mean, I'm sure, from I'm it. I'm sure I could find it, like find that clip on, you know, if it's a, if it's a good play, right? I could find that clip on twitter or something like that you know what i mean and right. then just save the video from twitter take the take the audio off of it and i don't really know how tiktok works like if i could just like kind of put those two videos like on there at the same time like within tiktok or if i have to create it separately but if i do i'm sure I, like i have a mac so i'm sure i could do all that in iMovie you know what i mean 
Yeah. I mean, dude, I'll show you how to do like all that on TikTok. It's super easy, but I it's, like if I need a sound, like if I'm trying to grab a sound from like a sound that I've made, I you literally can just like put like a picture or a video over it, add that sound, save it like to your favorites, delete the video off your feed and then it'll still be like the full sound will be like in your actual like you can still save the sound, like that won't be Right, deleted. right, right. So that's why I do that. And it's super easy. Oh yeah, I could do just the sound and then have the whole picture be the video of the play and not yeah. have me in it at all. Yeah, just your voice over the video. Yeah. That's and probably And that would be easy too because and yeah. like if I even if I wanted to that would be so easy because then I could just write I'll just I could save the video off of Twitter on my computer, plop that into iMovie. Take the vo- take, it's easy to take the volume off of it, and then I'll just add the audio clip that I can take from Riverside. Right, and then you do that and just throw it on TikTok, and then easy it creates, money. Like, and so, dude, the best way to get like not engagement, but if you find like people will use your sound, so like if you make that video right with your sound over it, people yeah. can click into not just the video file but like the sound, and it will open up every video that's used that sound. Like so, like. The best way to go viral on TikTok is to create a viral sound. So if it's just like you, like in a funny moment or something like that, people yeah. will use that and just make millions of different like types of content with it. It's really interesting, dude. Like the way how how TikTok kind of came out, and like I feel like it was just like a huge platform for a lot of people because of like how much how easy it was to go viral. Yeah, like they just get really good exposure and like media outlets to the people that use the app. Um, also I saw TikTok, they like don't moderate shit at all. Oh, they're kind of, they're a little, they're a little tough, like on content. Like it's very kid friendly, like not, you know what I mean? Like people can't really like curse and like, if they're using like the, um, the text over videos. uh, I meant when it comes to like politics. Oh, well that just depends on whatever you watch. Like, yeah, that's true. But I, I just remember seeing things of like, you know, there when stuff was going on in France when they were protesting, apparently like it was all over TikTok, but like it wasn't you weren't seeing it. It was kinda getting buried in the algorithms on all the other um platforms. And oh, they were kinda, yeah. Oh, and you like, mean and, it's ju- like- and they just like and just like other platforms like I I'll i I'll say like shadow banning almost like you know, topics that they don't want the public to see or that our US government doesn't want the public to see. Yeah, there. I mean, there was an era. I mean, I haven't been shadow banned on TikTok for a while, but I got, I definitely got shadow banned on one for. I don't even know what I was saying. I think I was just kind of like, I made a video about. Oh, you know what? I used like a sound from like Fifty Cent, made the video, and then they took it down. Like it started to go off, and it, they took it down, and then I just like post like a rant video about how it's kind of whack that TikTok like. Just so take your set. shit down. Yeah, dude. Like, I, and it's like when they ban you too. Like, you don't really get like a warning. You pretty much just banned. So, See like, ya. there was well, a there was a lot of people losing like pretty much their career because that's where all their audience was, and it was just like over something that wasn't even like that serious. Yeah. I don't know, they dude. Have, we'll see. I wish we could take the TikTok algorithm, like the exact algorithm that they use, without all the um, like moderation and like 
community guidelines and stuff and make like I mean, obviously, like, censored to an extent. You don't want, like, illegal shit on there. But, like, just make it, like, yeah. fine, dude. Like, or, like, the Reddit of TikTok. Like, if you could just take, like, use Reddit's guidelines and stuff where it's just, like, kind of just, like, old school internet, free for all, like, Reddit whatever you want. Reddit boycotted. Huh? Reddit had a little boycott. I-, I actually saw that the other day, but I didn't look into it. So I don't know what it yeah. was, like, about. So I saw the I headline. Reddit, there's, like, third parties that can basically i the way i understood it was like there are third party apps that can like give you reddit content without being as janky as reddit that like, was like the whole premise and now they're trying to get those make those other apps to pay like that like it's basically like there's like if if that might not be the exact usage but there are like third party apps that will like take the data and like interface with from reddit um and they're trying to like basically make them pay because they think that it's valuable and the people that are like all the moderators and stuff are pissed off and they're like we don't want to we don't want to have to pay and we don't want to like lose out on people who are like accessing our stuff through these these third-party platforms because they have to pay um so yeah they like a bunch of them like were like yeah we're gonna not use reddit and like close down our shit for a day it was about like half of Reddit, which is a lot. Damn, that's a fuck ton. Could I feel like Reddit's been around for so long, dude? And they have like, like if you hear somebody that's like, I use Reddit, it's like, all right, like, you know, like you, you're a heavy user of like most social medias. I feel like, like if you have Reddit on your phone, it's like, dude, I go to Reddit and just type in a question, and they always have the answer. Like to, literally any question you could think of, like. Why is my PS2 server down or something? Yeah, that's just where you find everything. Like, it's such an easy way to search. So, like, I kind of understand, like, not wanting to Twitter just hired a new CEO. Really? Yeah, some chick. I can't think of her name. Some chick. But she sent this letter out, and her whole thing was like, we want Twitter to be the online community square where people can come and engage and debate and, you know, say what they want and you can come and you can like trust it, trust the information that you're getting and stuff like that. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with like why, you know, Elon is like so concerned about bots. Like they're like, dude, we don't want fake people that are here just to like, you know, troll push and, an agenda and push up, push an agenda and like, you know, get like the dirt stirred up. You know what I mean? Like, right. They, like they, we want real people who are like, you know, acting as themselves. Right. For better or worse. I think that's a I think that's awesome, dude. That's literally what it used to be and when you think of like the wild wild west days of Twitter, it was like the 2010 to like 2015 era. That's when Twitter yeah. was at its best, dude. Yeah. That's what we need to go back to. It's just like I I But then people saw that like how powerful social media was, so they were like, "All right, well then let's get involved in every social media and it all just gets like bombarded with companies politics people trying to push their personal brand or their personal agenda and stuff like that and it it comes it's and it's people not acting like themselves it's people acting the way that they think other people want them to behave in order to get likes retweets and shit like that exactly, you know what i mean dude exactly it's it's really interesting when you think about like just the way that humans work where when you, you know, interact with somebody, th- the way that they act is the way that they 
think you want them to act. And like everything they and also everything that they do is like portraying like their self. Right? It's so like like most people are like in certain situations, like they'll change the way they act to act in a way that they think is like appropriate for that situation. Right. It's so like when you're at work and stuff like that and like right. you don't act the same way you act around your friends, you act the way you think that your colleagues would want to see you. You know what right. I mean? Or like, you know, your bosses, the people that are above you. And when you're around your friends, you don't always just act like, you know, off of like reaction. Sometimes you're trying to like, you know, act the way that you think your friends are going to accept you or like how your friends like would want their friends to be. You know what I mean? Or like you try to embody the person that you think like your, your friends want to be friends like- with. Right. Or like you think your friends have a certain image of you and you kind of want to uphold that image. So you're going to act in a certain way. And, you know, sometimes it leads to people like not living in the moment and more like trying to live, trying to live two steps ahead and anticipating like, okay, like this is where the conversation is going to go. And then I'm going to have to say this or do that. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to have to kind of like be on my toes and be ready to like, interject with the right thing like and saying the right thing instead of just like going like living off of reaction right yeah that makes a lot of sense dude it's like the basis of just like not even just pop culture but reality like it's like yeah that's every just, just the like, way every it's just one of human our consciousness thinks. and like yeah, how dude. you interact with people right and there's no like reason behind it that's just how it is Mm-mm. yeah I mean, people just, they want to be accepted. Like, like people want to be accepted. That's just kind of part of life, right? Like, that's like right. a pretty, like, core part of who we are as people. So, you know, you're going to act in a way that you think will get you accepted. That probably just comes down to, like, our, like, evolution of survival instincts, too, dude. Because yeah. when people, like, back in, like, caveman times, they were, like, we're safer, we're stronger as a group. So, like, how right. can I get this group to like me and also and if, like understand right. i'm here for the same purpose exactly you have to get the group to like you because if the group doesn't like you and you're not accepted into the group then you're going to be on your own and you're probably going to starve or get eaten right by something or bigger be, than you or just be lonely man i'm right. bored why y'all ain't like me you make caveman sounds weird <laughs> which is wild dude dude because i feel like we're at a point like in our human evolution where we're past like the whole like like even just war at this its simplest definition right now is literally just like territorial we're just like territorial monkeys like throwing bombs at each other that's what war is now we're like ah oh. it's also a way to make money that too yeah that's that's what's interesting is because i feel like that whole concept was is still very new to like the human race so it's like a lot of people base their money off of or their their life off of like how much money they have and like where yeah. they want to be like financially yeah. and that's what not something that humans like Plato's like the store the the the, the toy or the actual intellect the intellect the philosopher all right just make it sure <laughs> um somebody asked him they're like hey like what do you think is like the most peculiar thing about humans and he's like well like they don't spend any time living for today. They spend today like getting ready for tomorrow and like trying to plan for tomorrow. And like, especially when it comes to money, like you'll sacrifice your health now um, for money, even though and down the line, you're going to have to spend your, all the money that you made to pay for your poor health. And like, and basically just being like, you know, are the, the, the things that we like, we spend too much time, like basically like, acting like we're going to live forever when actually just always being prepared for the future and like we're right. always trying to be prepared 
for the future instead of living in the now. Um, And I thought that was really interesting. Um, And I mean, that's really what it comes down to is like, you're like, all right, like I need to make all this money so that I need to make this money so I can have a good future. And like, I'm not saying that I don't do that. I mean, I, I very much do. I'm like, you know, I can't just quit my job. Right. I need, right. I need, I need money. And why do I need money? Because I need, you know, long-term stability to be able to raise a family and, you know, put a and shelter over their in head general, literally and just put, live. you know, food on their table. Right. Like I can't do that if I don't have money. So, because I'm, you know, believe it or not, not a homesteader. So I, you know, I'm not out here just raising animals and then, you know, eating them. Cause you know, I'm just not good at that. <laughs> and also, that's thing. a lot of work. Imagine yeah. having to go out and like kill an animal for every single meal. I know. It's crazy, like, dude. I just, it's like I just honestly, I just wouldn't want to do that. I would like to buy my animals from somebody else, but I need money to buy them. Buy, right. and I'd like to buy them also already dead. Unless I'm the world's best criminal, and I just never get caught stealing chicken from the Goodwill. <laughs> I don't know that's why true. Goodwill has chicken, but yeah, I don't know. That'd be, that would be terrifying. <laughs> Could you imagine somebody goes into Goodwill? They're like, Goodwill, yeah, I just want to donate this chicken. <laughs> you think Goodwill DoorDashes? I mean, if they sell chicken, I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, you're so right. And I think it just everything like comes down to the natural like evolution of life. Like where we're just uh, like everything is progressing to like not be better but just like be more or you know what i mean like curiosity yeah. is i think like the main driver in humans and i think evolution is kind of just like going through the steps of life and it's like all right well you don't have to survive anymore because like there's buildings and shit and like actual technology but like what's to say like what are 150 years from now what are people going to think of us like right you know what i mean it's interesting i i agree with what you said about curiosity right like that kind of being like the main driver curiosity is so important and we take that away from kids at a young age right it's like yeah yeah because kids are curious and they, they want to see what things are about they want to you know push their limits they want they want to kind of you know climb things that might be too high or you know play in the mud and see what that see what mud feels right. like they just don't you know, what know I mean? what anything is and like, that's they don't they experience. don't and they want to be curious and then it's like hmm nah how about you sit in this fucking chair and don't move for eight hours and if you get bored then we're gonna put we're gonna give you amphetamines to chill you the fuck out yeah yeah that's literally what it is dude it's like no i just haven't experienced like i want to just run like and it, I, dude that's the thing like it comes down to a lot of like the people look like the way they parent their kids but like i just don't want to be the type of parent that just like throws an ipad in my kid's face whenever no, he's like you no. know what i mean dude like yeah. and there's think about it there are so many people that do that i know just like that's hurting him at such a young I age know. or her yeah i it's it's bad um how many kids out here are just like ipad babies and stuff like that and i definitely don't want that to be my kid like you know Less is more. And that's not that's, life, dude. That's, that's not what, what life I've been, is. I've been trying to tell Lex, like, the less stuff that we have, the more that our kids will be forced. Like, boredom is good. It's good. It's a good thing to be bored. And then, like, you know, and then that, because I think boredom breeds creativity. Yeah. Right? And also, and like, like a lack of toys. Yeah. Right. right. It's going to make you, like, first of all use and appreciate the stuff that you have and like you're not going to be just overwhelmed with stuff 
And um, I actually saw this video today of uh, this dad and his two sons. And he's like talking to them separately. And he's like, hey, do you remember your birthday from two years ago? And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, like, what did you do? And the one kid went to like some do something. They played manhunt and stuff like that. This other kid went to the movies with his friends. And then he's like, oh, like, what What did you what presents did you get? And they, they didn't know. And it was only two years ago. They're like, I don't know. And he's like you don't remember that you remember you really wanted that from me and mom like you really wanted this so bad and you don't remember what it was and he was like no no i have no idea he's like but you wanted it so bad at the time and he was like yeah i have no idea interesting dude dude. kids kids don't they like it's things they don't care about things they care about like what they do and like making like making memories not what they have or what they're gifted nobody's gonna remember that it's like Dude, and you're gonna learn that you're gonna learn that later on in life when you're like 30 and you get like a blender for Christmas and you're like, dude, I like I'm 30 years old. I'm past all that like like making like I mean obviously making like memories, but not like the same way a kid does where it's like gotta be doing something every day. I'm like, this blender is gonna be dope. But like what if you've had that your whole life, like you're just I feel like everything you get up until that where you're just like, here's an iPad, here's a video game, here's like a doesn't even have to be that just literally anything to like not have them be in your ear or like have attention at all times yeah but it's different because parents think that they need to like distract their kids or like entertain their kids while they get stuff done when that's not the case you just your kids do things with you you know right. what i mean and right. kids don't see chores as work they see chores as play if i'm making dinner for the family kids are going to be helping right like i'm going to help you all right you know we're making we're having zucchini on the grill tonight we need to cut up this zucchini i'm going to give them a zucchini and like you know a child safe knife that they can use to cut and help and be a part of it you know what i mean and like dude it's it's like and like that's how kids should be raised either you know like doing stuff with their family or playing or both you know what i mean but you shouldn't be like, oh, I'm bored. Let me give him an iPad. It's like, okay, help me, you know, do things around the house. It's going to be fun for you. You're going to enjoy it. Like, you're going to help me. You it, have it no might, worries other than right. whatever it might we're not doing be at the like moment anyway. All help. You know what I mean? Because they're going to make a mess and stuff. Who cares, bro? Like, right. I, I don't know. I just feel like also like parents are like. People or just people in general are just like so busy that they don't have time for mistakes in the day. They don't have time for hiccups. You know what I mean? Like everything's on like such like a stern plan these days, stern, especially with stern, kids. Tight it's like, schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Like such a tight schedule. And it's just like not enough time. Things, to things are going to happen, dude. Yeah. Not enough time for mistakes to happen. Not enough time for like, you know, just hiccups along the way and like you know things to take longer than expected and time to time to dwell i want to start meditating more and i want to get jt to meditate too yeah he's gonna I meditate think, like i hope my i beat my dad in fifa tonight probably i think it'll be, be good like, for him just like really good to like channel like his emotions and understand his emotions and kind of control them not let them get the best of him yeah oh yeah dude and like some for some people that comes naturally and some people it just doesn't like at all so for him like, it won't that, come naturally yeah but like having that like kind of guidance into learning how to do that at a young age is probably super good for your mental health like in the long run that's what i'm saying i wish because dude it's so weird when we were older and you heard the word or when we were younger like kids and you heard the word meditate like 
you automatically think of like some guy sitting on a pillow like doing this like yeah like buddha and it's just like there's so much to that and you're just not exposed to it as a kid no at least i wasn't no me either i didn't like seriously consider meditating until after college or even like really like hear about it like it's become more mainstream i feel like right yeah and i feel like uh meditate like if i just learned how to meditate and just like turn my brain off when i was younger i would be a lot better at it now and i definitely like like the other night i woke up and i told maggie i was was probably because i was playing dude diablo 4 has me by the neck right now but i was playing diablo and i came to bed at like 11 30 which is pretty early like if i'm in bed by 11 30 for me that's pretty good yeah Um, i've been trying to go to bed a little bit earlier but there was just something, dude. Like I had the TV on, which usually helps me fall asleep. But I got to a point where I was just like, "All right, I got to turn the TV off and like force myself to fall asleep." Like two o'clock rolled around, and I'm still just like staring at the wall because my mind is racing. And I'm like, "Dude, I'm gonna hate myself in the morning," and like I have to be up yeah. in a few hours. And I eventually fell asleep, but I just like like I called it. I was like, I didn't have a great morning because I was so tired. And I was just like, "Dude, I just wish that I could just fall asleep at a certain time every night." Like. And be consistent about it. Like my sleep schedule yeah. is so like I I'm in bed at to- at the same time every night, but I never fall asleep. Like Maggie's wild; she falls asleep in 15 seconds, and I'm like, dude, you don't know how jealous I am of that. I just can't do it. And I feel like meditating at a young age would have helped me learn how to do that like better. I think the thing with meditating is like, so it, it like helps you control your thoughts and control your mind, right? Because like when you meditate it's like okay you have all these thoughts that are come into your mind and then you redirect your focus onto that whatever that one thing is right right so for me it's either like breathing or a fan it's one of those two things if i'm laying in a room that has a fan on and i can hear it i I like to do that because i can think about like you know the the sound that the fan makes like the coldness that it makes me feel the breeze like that it makes me feel i can feel like you know on my skin and stuff like that or, but if there's no fan, then I just focus on my breathing and I think about like, you know, the rising and lowering of, of my chest and my stomach. And I try to make sure that like I'm breathing into my stomach and not just like, not just my chest. It, I, that might not make sense, but if no, you, it makes a lot of sense. Cause it's I was like gonna say, if you literally, if you sit there and breathe, you can like think about breathing into your stomach versus like your chest and like feel the way it expands. I did. I meditated once. There was like a guided meditation where this person was like, breathe like into your right foot you know breathe into your right knee and like when like, dude like, why does that make so parts. much sense it makes sense and you can like feel it like all you have to do is like think about it like in your mind just think about like when you breathe like moving that energy like into your foot and like it dude it works it makes sense that's crazy there was there was like, one down time, to the finger dude there was one time i don't think it worked but uh we were laying in bed and lex was like not tired and maybe she was like upset or something but it was it was time for bed right and i was like I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to send her like a calming, sleepy energy. And like, I just like put my hand across, like she didn't know I was doing this, put my hand across <laughs> her. So like my hand was like touching like her chest or her shoulder and just like, was like breathing deeply with my eyes closed. Like just like thinking about like harnessing, like a sleeping, like calm, like a calming, like sleepful energy to just like transfer to her. I don't think it worked, but I tried. Dude, that's <laughs> like, uh, that's like what Mantis does in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Kenny's over here like, all right, I just have to check. But low key <laughs> low key that makes a lot of sense though, dude. And I feel like if you're I feel like there's it's so weird because there's like a level of person that like has 
not even this is going to sound so mean but has like the brain power or just like the intellect to be able to like be open-minded to tap into that and be like all right like let me really think about it and then there's people right. that just like hear that idea and they're like no nope, like, sounds that's stupid crazy that's, yeah that's you're crazy that's witchcraft really dude but like yeah if you really believe it and you try and think about it dude like i've been in those situations where i'm like all right let me just like i'm, I'm down to try anything like if it's for my like better right. mental health or just like health in general and so like i don't see why you wouldn't so to go back to my point when i said like it helps me kind of like control my thoughts so i think it's good because it can help you live a better life right like when bad things happen you can control your thoughts to not focus on them if so um negative emotions will or negative thoughts those if you don't like focus on them they'll pass within 90 seconds right but if you hang on to that and you think about it then it builds and it just kind of eats you up right and it so gets like, bigger right exactly so recently like i didn't get promoted to manager right and if i would have just been like all right whatever it is what it is keep it moving it's gone. I wouldn't have cared. Would never thought about it. But and I you're didn't. Still do doing that. exactly I, what you're doing now. And dude. I like, thought there's... about it. I didn't. I didn't think about it all the time. But like it would come up now and again. And like I would think about why didn't I get promoted? And I would think about all this stuff. And I, I'd make up all these different scenarios. Like maybe it was this. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was this other thing. Like you know, I thought I did so well. Like like what didn't I do? Like I did everything I could. What didn't I do to get promoted? And it's like it just builds frustration and a little bit of anger and like just makes me not like I'm obviously not enjoying my life when I'm doing that. So, but on the other hand, I could have just been like, whatever, dude, it is what it is. We're going to keep it moving. And you can't do that with everything. Like some stuff is like, right. Really hurtful, like really painful, like really sad. And like, you need time to kind of like feel those emotions and that's okay. But like at the same time, you should be able to kind of like focus your thoughts on like, or, you know, at least recognize like what you're doing mentally and, and being like, okay, you know, maybe, this isn't best for my mental health, right? Like, for right. You don't want to be oblivious to everything, dude. No. And you don't want to just have thoughts Like you want to know the thoughts that you're having. You don't want to just like be blindly having these thoughts. And then a, like maybe thinking that those thoughts are who you are because they're not. So you need to be able to like, be like, okay, like I, I had this thought, but like those thoughts don't define me. And that's, you know, my brain is crazy. But one thing that I like about it is, it always tells me like, okay, but look at this other side. Like, look at this other point. And that always reminds me that I'm not my thoughts. You know what I mean? So like, exactly. I'll say that to Lex. I'll be like, hey, I had this thought. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm saying it's a possibility. So I'm, I'm going I'm to preface with that. Like, I don't, I'm going to tell you something. And I don't think that this is like, this isn't how I feel. This is just a thought right. that I had. And I'm going to like, that makes sense to me, but I need you to understand that as well. Because when I say this, I don't want you to attack me because it's not, it's not how I feel. It's not like, I don't have any, you know, like strong feelings towards it. Like I'm not connected to this thought and thinking like, you know, this is like the opinion that I want to put my flag in on this topic. You know what I mean? This is just a opinion that somebody might have like a random thought basically. And some people have thoughts and immediately attach themselves to it and that's how they feel that like that's the big difference in like again going back to meditation i feel like meditating helps you break that like kind of all right, right. i had this thought because let me you think can... about it and analyze it and then like you know what I mean? not, like, attach right? yourself you're right 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 because like if you have a thought and you're like okay like i'm gonna stop having that thought i'm gonna go back to my other thought then it's like oh okay 
I just had that thought and then I didn't let it consume me. And now it went it, like it went away and I'm not having that thought anymore. And it kind of just like, I think it like builds mental confidence more than anything else. Like it, you build the ability and the confidence to like control your thoughts more and right. like redirect your thoughts when you need to. Yeah. That's the perfect way to put it, dude. Like mental, just confidence. Yeah. Like going into like situations, even when you wouldn't feel like comfortable, like even having like a tough talk with someone like a family member or something like that, like you have the ability to sit, like just kind of sit down in your head and like be like, all right, what, like, am I connected to like feeling wise and what are just thoughts that I had in general that I'm not like, you know, like there's still thoughts, but like, it's not something that I'm like, like you said, like connected to or attached to. It's tough because not a lot of people are like that. So conversations with people, it's tough. And so a lot of people, if you have a conversation with somebody and you, and you don't see eye to eye, a lot of people, the ego comes into play and you get, they get really defensive and that's like a natural response. Um, and I think it's hard sometimes to have conversations when people are like that because it's like, they're not necessarily like they're kind of like stuck to their opinion right so they're what they're saying isn't they're not open-minded right they're not like you know what this other person this other opinion might be right they're just like nope like i'm right i needed to to defend my opinion i need to be steadfast in that you know what i mean and then it's just like okay like we're not getting anywhere on this conversation yeah because you can't get past the ego dude that's like the whole like theory of ego death is so fascinating to me because you can almost see it in people when it's like yeah all right that person like the way that they communicated with me and talked to me i can tell that they're they have just like that disconnect between their ego and they're like genuinely a good person not just reacting off of what their ego tells them to do and then there's other people where it's like they have that ego and it's just like you said like all right conversations with this person won't go anywhere like they're just gonna stand their ground and defend it for the capital to an extent dude that too yeah Right, like it's good for advancing in, you know, a job or something like that, right? Or right. you know, creating your own business and and going and getting sales and whatever you need to do. It's it's ego is is it serves its purpose, but like when it comes to arguing, ego. For, oh, and not just when it comes to arguing. I, honestly, I'd say like ninety five percent of the time, ego just gets in the way, and we're this is going to kind of blend into another topic that I've been wanting to talk about on the podcast. Which is like ego will your ego will like keep you from being vulnerable, right? It's gonna keep all your all your shields up. But vulnerability, that's like the best way to connect with people is being vulnerable. Like yeah. if, you know, if you open up to somebody and like you kind of share some of your fears with them or your insecurities with them, like you're usually gonna get a positive response out of that and you're gonna be able to like, you know Or sympathy, you know what I mean? Yeah, like a lot of people. You're gonna be able sympathize. to sympathize with them and it will generally lead to other people opening up about their vulnerabilities. You know right. what I mean? Where they think, you know, and even if it's like a work setting, right? If you're vulnerable and you're like, hey, you know, like instead of being somebody that always says yes at work and you're like, you know, honestly, like I, I have, you know, my personal commitments. I have a lot of work stuff going on. I don't know if I can really take on more like, like that's being vulnerable, right? When society will tell you just to say yes and just keep, keep working on. and work longer, right. keep grinding, you know, take on more, but being able to like be vulnerable and be like, no, like that's actually probably too much for me to handle at this point. Like 
that's you know there's nothing wrong with that and it's good because it encourages other people to do that and honestly other people to not just like be like all right yeah i'll just be a slave to this shit right yeah exactly dude and i feel like the more i don't even know like the point you made about how um like ego is kind of just like capitalist and like it's all about like your um, image and how you build yourself and stuff like that, which is so true. And I was going to say like social media is like the worst thing for that because it just like intensifies it by like a thousand. Yeah. It's like, all right, now I have social media. It intensifies the ego. Right, dude. Like you find somebody that has like millions of followers or not even millions, just like I got like 400 K on Instagram. Like there's some sort of like intimidation factor that comes with that. When you try and like talk to them because you know, they think like, Oh, I have more eyes on me. Like more people are watching me. I'm more important. Like that's just how it goes. And that's like the, the biggest danger of social media is like everyone's seeing that 24 seven. And a lot of like the younger generations are being influenced by that, which is not going to breed well, like for the future. No, it's bad, dude. It all comes what, down to just ego, dude. That's crazy. What social media has done to the generations and like the way people behave is crazy. Really has, dude. Like I always wonder what the internet would be like if it just like continued on, but there was never any social media. No social media on the internet and it was just like a place to search Find for facts. information. Right. Like no entertainment side of the internet, just like strictly like a dictionary in your pocket, basically. Yeah. No screw tube. No screw tube. You still could play video games. It'd just be like the Xbox 360, like Xbox One. You just, yeah. I mean, there's no real social media on that, so you're still getting like entertainment technology wise. But like social media is just, and I get the whole like sense of community thing. Like I think that's a great idea, but like you can't expect everybody to have the same perspective or like even just like follow idea. the same rules. Right. Right of how to use social media. You know what I mean? Like, and there's so many, you know, rude people out there who are going to go on social media and like literally just say rude things. Even right. if they don't, they don't mean them. They're like, whatever, I'm just going to be rude to everybody and just shit on people today. Yeah. It's comments it's are pretty- gross. So all the, um, I'll send Lex like a post or something sometimes. And she'll be like, LOL. Did you see the comments? And I'll be like, no, <laughs> Oh, I don't, dude! I don't look at comments though, on social media. If it's something funny, like on TikTok, is probably I spend my most com- like my comment section time TikTok and then probably Twitter. I don't really look at Instagram comments, but yeah, TikTok comments, dude, is like sometimes it's a whole nother like better well, than well, it video. is when it's when it's like a comedic post, like yeah, when it's funny, when it's like a meme or something. But I'm not when looking like at a, the comments of like a TED talk. Yeah. Like a or TED any, talk clip because like it's gonna anything like else. anything where it's like somebody having an opinion on a way of like living your life, right? Because so right. many people are gonna have differing opinions and they're not gonna give you those differing opinions kindly. They're gonna first they're gonna shit on you, shit on your ideas, and then like tell you, you know, essentially why you're wrong and why, why they're wrong. right. Right. And it's like, nah, I'm good. Oh, the only time I get into that shit is on baseball Twitter, dude. Like I'll I'll get into some battles on on Twitter like when it comes to baseball and defending the Yankees, but that's it. like I don't get on there and do like like my personal shit. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And a lot of people do, which is I know terrifying. Do you remember you know who like, I see commenting on Twitter all the time on the craziest shit? Waldo. No. 
John Ward. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, on like football Twitter and everything like companies twitter like random famous people like i just see like him in the comments like just like shitting on him and i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> his little like was he have like a duck profile picture or something and it's just yeah, his it's some twitter. kind of cartoon <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah oh dude it's so funny um i did get into a twitter beef with zach wilson's mom that one time that's fine and definitely when i was like 13 or 14 like i would have fun back and forth with like but it was never like any, it wasn't anything like some of the people say now, dude. Jesus Christ! No, no. Um, what else? Oh, dude, let me tell you about this venue we were at this weekend. Okay, um, it was like literally if you took South Front, like my community, and made a music venue out of it in the middle of Charlotte, like downtown Charlotte. It was sick, dude. All right. Not bad. Like, just we were just in like this brick bowl. We got lawn seats, but it was, like, not a huge venue, so, we, like, it was perfect, like, line of sight. It was dope, dude. The show was dope. Juicy J did the song with Katy Perry. Um, I like Juicy Kanye. J. I think I'd like to yeah. see him. Dude, I forgot, like, seeing He's got his a lot of list. good songs, and, like, a lot yeah. of them are funny. The only thing that I hated about his performance was he would bleep out a lot of the songs. Not even bleep, just, like, it would go silent, so, like, he would hear the crowd singing along to them. But yeah, like yeah, he was yeah. opening at like seven o'clock, so there wasn't so the like, crowd wasn't, wasn't like really like raucous. Yeah, and it was just like listening to like his music, but like in an old fashioned CD where if you moved it too fast, it would skip. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> all right, dude, that's kind of annoying. But like, and then Logic came on and like he did one song that was a freestyle, like he literally just freestyled for like five minutes straight. And Maggie like looks over at me and she goes, I don't think I know this one. And I was like, yeah, it's a freestyle. And she's like, oh, he's like rapping, rapping. I was like, yeah, this, this ain't no Juicy J where he's like yeah. talking Just over a his, soundtrack. His studio like, songs. Yeah, I was like, my man is rapping his entire discography right now. Like, this is this is a show. Like, he's putting on an actual hip hop show. Yeah. This isn't just to like get hype. Like, that's what Juicy J was for. He's like, get the crowd hype. Then his DJ came out and Logic literally was like watching a movie, dude, like changing sets and changing clothes and all that. It was dope. That's a good time. I'm glad it was good. Yeah, it was Andy's birthday Sunday, so we went out, um, got there at like two o'clock, and he met his boys at some lake house for a few hours, and then we went um, over to Maggie's roommate, old roommate's brother's house, who lives in Charlotte, and uh, pregame there for a bit, and then went out afterwards. And I didn't see much of the city, but it was a pretty, it was pretty fun. Like I would do it again. Yeah, Charlotte's not bad. I've only been there a couple times. I haven't seen too much of it either, but I, I'd like to go and kind of spend a weekend just bouncing around, around some places. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I got one random story the other the other day. I um, so I didn't smoke Wednesday. We went to the hospital. Didn't smoke Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm I think so. I guess it was Sunday or Monday. I asked Lex if it was cool if I smoked. Because, like, I mean, not that I necessarily, like, need her permission because I'm a grown man. But at the same time, like, we just had a kid and stuff. So I, did, I didn't right. want to – I don't want to just be, like, this high guy and she, like, thinks that I'm not responsible. But, like, we had just fed the baby, like, knew he was going to be knocked for a few hours. We were just chilling on the couch. And I was like, hey, like, you know, is it cool if I smoke? Like, is that cool with you? And she's like, yeah. She was like, wait, you're not going to hit the Jeep, right? And I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, if I hit that thing, I will be – done i'll be down with the count <laughs> yeah dude the jeep takes lives especially after yeah 
like not smoking for not a smoking few days for a hot after. Minute. Yeah, right. Yeah, dude, that's not how I want. Yeah, it's not my experience. I'm going for. Yeah. Uh, but then I ended up getting myself a new bowl so I could hit my bong again, which was nice. I think I was scared that I was going to be a bad dad if I smoked weed, and that's why I didn't want to buy a new bowl. Right. Um. But then I was like, I don't think it matters if I smoke weed and I'm a dad. I think I'm going to be a kick-ass dad regardless. Think, so Right. I was going to say, I think you're just going to be the same person you are now, which is somebody who would be a kick-ass dad. <laughs> like, Yeah. It's tough, though, because, like, I'm definitely a lot quieter when I smoke. And, like, you're supposed to talk a lot to babies so like, they can get used to words. So, like, when I'm changing him and stuff, like, I have to, like, more, much more consciously, like, make sure that I'm, like, talking Giving to him, him some baby and, talk. like, saying stuff. Just, and just, like, just saying hi. And Did you and Lex have, like, a uh, book that you read on, like, parenthood, like, during, while she was pregnant? Or do you just kind of, nah, like, we're just winging do a little it. research and wing it? Yeah, yeah I always, I always like that was one of my thoughts. Like before I became a parent, I'd be like, dude, I would be so anxious about like, do I know enough about what I need to do with a, like a newborn child? Because I mean, once they get to like four or five, it's, I feel like it gets easier as they get older. You yeah. know what I mean? But no, like, you just kind of figure it out, right? Like, I literally just like watched the nurse change his diaper a couple times, and then eventually I was like. I I've tied enough. a boat before. I can wrap up a baby in a diaper. <laughs> yeah, like like I could like I could do this, right? Like yeah. you, you just kind of get better at it as you go. She does. She did get me a book. Um, it's called like something about like a, being a playbook for dads, written by the greatest coaches of all time. Written by really the fancy footballers. <laughs> I, I haven't really looked at it yet. So it's but it's supposed to be like I guess like a bunch of coaches like give their advice on parenting and stuff like that and being like being a parent. Um. So, like, I'm excited to read that, but, I mean, we haven't read anything. We're just winging it, right? Like, right. if we have questions as we go, we'll hit up our parents, hit up our doctors, you know, get their opinions and right. just roll with it. I was going to say, 90% of parenting, I feel like, is just, like, your core values and, like, raising them right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I feel like when you have a newborn, there's, like, scientific shit you got to know. And I was Correct. like, oh, that's that's where I'm I'm, I'm slacking. And especially, like, since Lex had a C-section, now I, there's so many other things that I have to do. Because, like, she's not allowed to do housework, and, like, I don't want her to. Right. Um Like, I, I want her to literally do nothing and just let her body recover so that, you know, she doesn't have to prolong her recovery by doing too much. So, right. it's a little tough because, like, there's a lot more that I have to do now than before. Like, and especially with laundry. Like, I was always bad at laundry. Now, like... But yeah. now I have to do it, and I have to remember to put it in the dryer because, like, I'll put it in the washer and forget about it. And I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta get dry that stuff. Yeah, I do that shit like not super often, but a few times where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do some laundry. I'll throw a thing in, and then I'll go back up to work because I'll do it on my lunch break. And then, right. like, the next morning will roll around. I was like, fuck, dude, now I gotta like I'm open the washer. Like, Is there anything in here? It's like you get hit with like the smell, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now it's like we have his stuff too, so it's like. I have to make sure I'm doing loads for us and loads for the baby. Not necessarily because like he's running out of clothes and like he has too much dirty clothes, but like we only have a couple covers for his changing table. So when he pees on it twice a day, when I change him, <laughs> right? Like, that o- we, when that over is getting smashed, <laughs> right? Right. We got, we got to get it, all that stuff washed. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of tough and just like, there's just always something to do. I feel it feels like, yeah, it was, uh, it was funny when you texted me earlier and I was like, yo, 530. And you you said you might take a nap. I was like, 
damn, bro, this is, this is like the first time I think Kenny and I ever been in swap positions. I'm usually the one snoozed before we hop on. I'm like an anti-nap kind of guy. Like and I always I not, have been. I very much not. Always have been. I don't like naps because I know they're not going to help me sleep at night. But I was like, dude, I'm beat. We we had a doctor's appointment today, and like, I was so tired on the way there especially because like you're in the car the ac's on like right. chilling and then we get there and like lex is in the same boat dude she's just as tired as i am like we're beat and we get there and everyone is like oh my god like the baby <laughs> blah 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 they like, just trying to like small talk and we're just like dude we couldn't care less <laughs> right like we don't know any home. of you guys yeah like when our family like our family has been down a lot and like we've spent be spending a lot of time with family over the past week but that's different because i like them right and you're gonna be around them you're never gonna see those people in the hospital or right the like i don't like dude, the people like the nurses at this doctor's office i'm like i don't I don't know any of you. I don't care about you. I'm not really too, too interested. Like you're literally just here so that to make money like, and we're only here to make sure that like, you know, her recovery is going well. And like, she's, she's kind of like on her way. You know what I mean? Right. And, like to figure out like, you know, what to do to make sure the rest of the recovery goes well. We're not here for the small talk. We're not here for you guys to bond with our child. Like it's not the same. My child's not going to remember you. <laughs> like, no, no. Yeah, and it's it's like your point earlier. It's different when it's like your family and friends too, because those are people that are there because they want to be there, and it's not like oh, I'm paid to be here from eight to five every day. Don't get me wrong. Like obviously, if you're going in, if you're a nurse and you're going into nursing, like you have the best intentions, but yeah, and it's obviously something you love doing. But at the end of the day, you're still getting paid. Right, right. And at the end of the day, that's the, that's the thing with like jobs is like it's never as good as you think it's going to be. And there's always a lot more BS that goes along with it. Yeah. And it's because everyone time. is there for the same motive, dude. They're there because they know they're getting that paycheck. It's not because but like, even like people that have good intentions, right? Like I think about Cassandra as a teacher and she loves teaching. She's always wanted to be a teacher. Like she loves like kids and stuff like that. Like, like teaching is like her calling. Right. But just all like the political and like bureaucratical BS that she has to put up with that like isn't teaching. It's all like the behind the scenes stuff that's not teaching. Right. It makes it terrible. Yeah. That's it makes exactly... her makes her not want to even be a teacher. You know what I mean? Like Dude, she got her master's yeah. so she can go and like go into administration and stuff like that. And she passed like, you know, this principal's test so she can maybe be a principal or something like because it's she doesn't enjoy teaching because of all the added stuff when that's literally like her like entire life's calling and what she's always wanted to do. Dude, and ninety percent of that extra stuff is like super unnecessary. And like it's just most of it is like like a power or like authority thing. You know what I mean? Like right. it's like because your bosses who are so disconnected from your actual job and like from actually teaching like because they set these new guidelines and now you have to follow them when they don't even teach and they don't know like what it's like or what's going on you know what i mean right it's Craziness. it's it's literally like almost going to war every day as a teacher dude but in like a psychological way and it's yeah. like you still have to show up and like almost put on a show even if you're even if you're having like a shitty day it's not like you can be in a shitty mood around the kids you know what i mean yep it's wild it's the Unless wild, your kids wild are west cool, then you'd be like hey i'm having a bad day you guys want to just like yeah but know, even then that's like anything. one of your nine classes you have like what are the chances all of your kids love you you know what i mean 
Yeah, that's true. You're always going to have the students in school that like are, have behavioral issues or whatever. And it's, it's has nothing to do with the way you're teaching. It's just the way that like they were raised and you pretty much have no and, control over. And the way that like society just is. Right. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough. Crazy world out there. Navigating it with a kid is going to be tough, but we'll figure it out. It can't be that bad. Yeah, he's no, going to be vibing, be. dude. Yeah, he's going to be vibing. No matter what. Um, In the NFL, OTAs are back. Stephon Diggs was not at day one of Bill's camp, but he was there today. Made a bunch of noise in the news yesterday that he For wasn't not being there. there. Yeah, it's the first day of OTAs. I guess he just didn't feel like showing up. I don't know. Yeah, dude, it's um, literally June. Relax. Yeah. Um, but D Hop, he's making his rounds. First stop, Tennessee. A very positive visit with Tennessee, where he's gonna go sign. Traylon Burks becomes the two. He kind of withers for, for away. For what a year? No, uh, probably like three or four. Isn't D Hop like 32, 33? I don't know. He's the same age as Devontae Adams. I think I think both of them have a few, like three two to three good years in them, and then they'll probably stay longer than that. I think Devontae has more, probably more of his, like, I mean, I don't know, his prime year was last year, or two years ago, probably his last year with Rodgers, but I feel like he's got more time in his bucket than Hopkins does. I don't know. That's crazy. They're the same age, though. I feel like I look at D-Hop as such an older player than Devontae Adams. Yeah, he got big earlier than Adams did. Yeah. Um, But, I mean... He's still so good. Like, I was watching clips and stuff from his days in Arizona. So good. And, like, from last year, but, like, slept on because he only played six games. And then Kyler got hurt. You know what I mean? Right. But when him and Kyler were on the field together, dude, he was so good. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where he lands. He's still a dominant wide receiver one. He can make – he's one of the guys that can make, like, any good – any bad quarterback look decent. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter who his quarterback is. He's on his way, or he's already in New England, um, and I guess he's going to be there for a couple days, like a two-day visit with them. They better not let him leave. Yeah, they need wide receiver help bad, dude. Their top wide receiver right now is Juju. Yeah, that's not good. When he was the Juju, like, Devontae three or Parker, four on Kendrick Chiefs. Bourne. That's it. That Devontae Parker was like their big signing, what, two years ago? I think and, that was I last mean, year. Last year even, dude? I mean, we we were probably all sitting here last year, like, all right, that could be a good sign, like, because he had a few. Good and dudes, look Miami, at the division. Yeah, Miami with Tua, Tyreek, and Jalen Waddle and a good defense. You have the Jets with Rodgers and Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, and they have a good support. Like the, their other receivers are also good, one of the best defenses in the league. And then you have Buffalo, who's a Super Bowl contender with Allen and Diggs, and you know. Kincaid and Dawson Knox and a really yeah. good defense. Like, you're not going to beat them with Mac Jones and Juju and Devontae Parker. And right. And I, Stevenson. It's because Tom Brady and did that. But, but it's they also have a the solid defense. Yeah. The, I mean, Pat's D is always good, but like, yeah. like I was saying, like, Tom Brady was the guy, like, the go, obviously, and took guys like Wes Welker and them, like, two Super Bowls. And Bill Belichick's like, oh, I it was me, but it was no, it was, it was all Brady, dude. Like, that yep. system's not going to work with Mac Jones. No. As bad as you want it to, it's just not. And we haven't even, like, I feel like we haven't gotten the opportunity to see Mac Jones, like, at his best because of that. Like, he hasn't had, like, a solid receiver yet in his career. You get him D-hop, dude. Who who knows? Like, 
maybe that opens up so much more for your wide receiver twos and your tight ends. You know what I mean? Like the passing yeah, game opens maybe, up so you much also when need, you have. I think they need a little bit of O line help. That too, yeah. That's the other part. He's under of it. pressure a lot. It feels like. Yeah, which and that's the thing. Like I don't think he's. I could be totally wrong, but every time I watch Mac Jones, it doesn't look like he's a terrible like. Like Carson Wentz, the past few years under pressure, like he throws it up, it's you almost bad. know it's a pick, dude. Yeah, Mac Jones doesn't seem like that type of guy where he just is heaving the ball eighty-five yards up. Like I feel like he's a smarter throw the ball out if it's not there, or, you know, get out of bounds. Just like I feel like he's a better protector of the football. Yep. Yep. So, um, in the NBA, the Nuggets won the finals four games to one. See, uh, Jokic is trying to go home already. <laughs> yeah. The refs did their best. Don't get me wrong. The refs tried to keep the heat in it for at least the game six, um, but it didn't work. I just felt like the whole game, I felt like I watched I watched the whole game because I was up with JT, um, and it just felt like the whole game they were favoring the heat. And then especially late, there was a Jimmy Butler pull-up three from the corner, and Aaron Gordon like stopped before the three-point line. Jimmy, like, his right leg, like, comes out, hits Aaron Gordon in the groin, and then Jimmy goes down. They call foul. Denver challenged it. They reviewed it, and, like, it's not a foul. Like, Aaron Gordon, like, stopped at the three-point line with his hand straight up. And, like, dude, like, you know, I wanted – I would have rather seen the Heat win the finals and seen Jimmy get one, but, like, I'm going to call it how I see it regardless. It wasn't a foul. If anything, it should have been a foul on Jimmy for sticking his leg out and kicking him, you know – essentially in in the, in the nuts private area um that could have been a flagrant itself and i think you know at, at the at a minimum it's no foul and they they're like nope foul like three free throws blah blah, blah. but oh dude, jimmy they had decided that day. before that foul even happened like yeah yeah I, I heard he wasn't the last two games i i watched the like third quarter of the finals and then i think the yankees game came on and i pulled that up or something i forget what i was doing i might have been playing xbox but um, it was pretty close, and then I like went to go turn the game back on, and I got like as soon as I did that, I got a notification saying Denver won, and I was like, oh well, kinda, yeah, kind of saw that coming. Yeah. So let's see. Eighty nine ninety four was the final. Oh man, give me a box score. Didn't he have like eight points in the last game or some shit like that? He had eight early on, and then he got hot. Uh, box score. Okay, what did he finish with? He finished with twenty-one. That's not. That's not like crazy bad. No, but I think he had like eight through three and then got hot in the fourth. Oh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's when you want to be hot, especially in a close game. And that's kind of, right. I feel like, been Jimmy's thing the whole postseason was like he's been okay one through three and then just had good force and like was closing games really well and getting like extra aggressive late. Um, but. Yeah, dude, Jokic showed out these playoffs. He was balling, dude. He probably averaged a triple-double close to it. Well, I don't know. He actually only had four assists in game five. But he looked dominant, bro. First player ever to lead the entire playoffs in points, assists, and rebounds. Damn. Wins the finals MVP. 
And then, yeah, he was like, he, nobody had looked like they cared less about winning a championship than Jokic. Than him. I know, dude. It was, it was kind of crazy. Like, game ended. He didn't put his hands up and like celebrate. He wasn't excited. He just like started like, you know, shaking hands of people. And then they're in the locker room and he's just like, literally with a stone cold face, like, just like, all right, I guess I'll spray this champagne up over here, a little bit over there. And then he's at the podium and he's like, Oh, there's a parade. He's like, when's the parade? And they're like, it's Thursday. He's like, no, I got to go home, man. I got to go home. <laughs> I don't blame him, though, dude. He's probably just no. like. He's been playing basketball since, fuck, you know, like... September, October. Like, he's like, he's like, I just want to go home and hang out with my horses. He probably never wants to win another ring again. Right. He's like, I he's like, can we get kicked quest. first round of the playoffs from now on? <laughs> my I man doesn't even want to play September. NBA anymore. He's like, all right, yeah. I've done that. I'm just here for a paycheck. All right. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, even though the more games that you play in the playoffs, the more you're going to get paid. Yeah. He was like, all right, well, there's nothing else to play for. <laughs> I just want to go home. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's like the most dominant player in the NBA for like the last three years. Yeah. It makes MB, it makes the MVPs over the last three years worse because last year, Embiid should have won MVP and not Joker. Yeah. And probably this year, vice versa. Like I think, I think Jokic had a better season this year, but they didn't want to give it to him three times in a row. But they gave it to Embiid, and then Embiid becomes like a laughing stock because he had a poor playoffs, and Jokic was dominating, and he was the number two in the MVP voting. That's just that's exactly they, what happened like, to Judge, dude. And they're like, oh yeah, this is like a chair, like it's like a charity MVP for Embiid, but in reality. And Bede should have won it last year, and then Joker yeah. should have won it this year. And if that happened, like nobody would be upset. Yeah, and I remember us talking about that, like on this podcast last year, yeah. dude. Like being just like shocked that MB didn't win MVP over Joker. Yeah, and like I've had my days of hating on Joker, but like I'm, I mean, I'm kind of over it. He's a stud. Um, I never really disliked him that bad. I just hate. I just hated all of, like the analytical fans. That were yeah. like in the Joker media. Has, Joker has better stupid made up stats, so yeah, I think we should give it to him. Um, if you add these nine things together, you get this stat, and Joker's is higher. So yeah, by like point zero one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I the thing I hate about the media, I was telling Lex's dad this is the people that have MVP votes are so bot like they're opinions change so much in the last two weeks of the season like i'll watch sports talk shows and like during over the last two weeks the nba season people that have mvp votes will be like you know what you know Embiid, he looked good last night he looked dominant there's nobody as good as him he put up you know 35 you know 15 rebounds and, and you know six assists had himself a good game like he he's you know he's definitely mvp he's been doing it all year leading the league in scoring and then it's like the next day, you know, Embiid puts up only 25 and, and 8, but Joker puts up 35 and 12 rebounds and 11 assists. And they're like, this guy, he does it all. I'm giving it to him. And then Giannis has a good game, and then they're like, Giannis, MVP. How could this you, guy, what you yeah. He does it all. He handles on the perimeter. He does all this stuff. Blah, blah. How could you not give it to him? He's the most dominant in the game. Nobody means more to their team than Giannis. And then, you know, Embiid has a good game, and they're all back on that bandwagon. And it's like, it's a full regular season award. It's not who's the best in the last two weeks. Right. You know what I mean? 
Right. People that you use analytics base it off the to whole like, year. Yeah, dude. And uh, dude, especially in baseball, because it's such a long season. Like, yeah, that's what's happening with Volpe right now. It's like he has like a 189 batting average, but he also People has like, send nine down. home runs. Yeah, they're like, oh, I would send him down, blah, blah, blah. This was I knew this was a bad decision. But like the people that are saying that are also the ones that were calling him up to play in the beginning of the year. So it's like, yeah. dude, it like as a Yankees fan, I knew Volpe was going to have rookie struggles because how fucking often does it happen where somebody immediately comes into the league and is a stud their first year? Like maybe once a year, like for one player. Yeah. Like it's a long season. Dude. We'll see where we're at. Yeah. Right. Right. Julio Rodriguez. Like we'll see where we're at after his rookie season and then go from there. Like, yeah. Ellie, he's, right. having a, he's having a good rookie season. I good don't want to talk month. about him right now. Yeah, because he ruined your lay. Oh, it's four out right. of five, dude. Four out of five, and it's like the one that I put in like once a month. I'm like, ah, I'll see they're having a special on Zach Wheeler like pitch count. I'll throw twenty bucks on something, and then I got to like four picks. Ellie was my last one, and I was like, what's one more leg, dude? Like I'll almost like double my money that I would make, like, and right. you know what I mean, like twenty bucks on that to win four hundred, and it. I checked it when it was at four or five and Ellie was in the bottom of the seventh. And I was like, dude, you're going to get one more bat. Please put it up on my phone. Went downstairs. I was like, Magoo, if this guy hits a single, I did he get any bucks. hits? I no, I think he went over three with a walk. Damn. Might've had a double, which would really hurt. But yeah, um, I literally had it up for like two pitches, dude ball outside. And then immediately hits into a double play. And I was just like, fuck, like, dude, the one time, the one single time, like I'm yep. even close. Um, in the NHL, the Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup, dude. They dominated Florida this series. They won nine yeah. three, most goals ever in a clinching Stanley Cup uh, game. Mark Stone had a hat trick, first time I think anybody's or first player since 1922 with a hat trick in a Stanley Cup clinching game. They Damn. were they were just a better team. They were dominant, dude. They took them six years to win a stanley cup that's wild weren't they in the stanley cup final like in their second year or something crazy i like think that? it was like last year or the year before it took them a couple of years it's when they went there their owners were like we're gonna be in the playoffs in three years and we're gonna win the stanley cup in six and they were in the playoffs in one year and they won the stanley cup in six wow that's crazy talk about at least like you know meeting expectations <laughs> right, i was gonna say uh, talk on about a high bar done. too yeah very high bar Dude, a, a rebuild in most sports leagues takes like four to five years. Let alone, yeah, but it's different like, when you're an expansion team because, like, they could, right? So you they get didn't the draft have, and all that, right? Right. They didn't move there and then, like, they're not the A's where if they right, move there, right. you know, then they're going to have to rebuild. They're an expansion team and, and they started with good players. So then they're able to, you know, trade players and stuff like that. So it, it's, it's right. different um, than a rebuild. But I mean, not bad. But hey. Manchester City. Oh, butter. UEFA Champions League champions. I want a recap of the Finally. game because I didn't get to watch any of it. Finally. Um, honestly, it was a good game. I think, I want to say Inter actually was leading in possession a little bit at half. Um, it was pretty even. De Bruyne got hurt early. Like Maybe in the 30th minute they pulled him for Foden. I mean, he's been playing with a torn hamstring for two months, and he said it just snapped. So, oh man, kudos to him for playing the last two months on that. Um, dude's a stud, but like, I mean, Inter had their chances 
Rodri's goal was really nice. Like it was it was similar to um the Gundo goal from the FA Cup final. Oh, that yeah. how like it was like in the eighteen, then it like bounced out and he ripped the volley. It was like same thing. The ball was like it was I think it was um Kyle Walker played like a ball to Bernardo Silva and when he got down to the touchline he tried to play one across, but I think it got like deflected so it came up to the eighteen. Um or he he could have cut it back, but I don't think he, I don't think that's what he meant to do. I think it was a deflection. And then Rodri just from like the top of the eighteen, like hits it with like the inside of his foot. He was he was maybe like two feet to the inside of the of the post, right? And just kind of like curled it ever so slightly around two defenders and then buries it, like just sneaks it inside the post, the near post. Um it was he basically like hit it straight, but just like a little bit of bend to get it around those defenders. It was really nice. Right. It was super clean, really well hit. Um and that, that was ended in the up second being, half? Yeah, that was early in the second half, and that ended up being the only goal of the game. Um Inter had their chances, man, and Lukaku was fucking boning them down the end. <laughs> Ederson Ederson came up big though. He had a few really big moments in like the final 15, 20 minutes. Um and I mean, yeah, they got it done. Now you got the treble. They've been dude. celebrating. They they got the treble, the twenty third team to win the Champions League, which I thought was kind of interesting. I feel like I thought that more teams would have won the Champions League. Like they're only the twenty third all time to win Champions League. Yeah, I mean, um, out of like the world pool that they have to pick from, that's pretty crazy. Right, right, and out of all time, like right. kind of crazy. Um, eighth team to win a treble. This is Pep's second trouble. He won the sex tuple with is Barca back in the 08-09 season. Probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. But the uh, the thing, the thing, the argument against that is everywhere he went has been amazing. Right. But he is went that to a like, product of he him went to peak that... Barca. He went to peak Bayern. He went to, you know, peak Man City. But is he the reason they're peak? Like he probably has a little bit to of to an extent. Yeah. He does always have like a crazy like um Ancelotti and Jose Mourinho and all of them outside of like Oscar Alex Ferguson. But they've all been with like lower tier teams where Yeah. And I'm sure I mean Pep I don't know where Pep started, but like he also has been like handed the keys to a McLaren a few times. Yes. So I don't know. We'd have to see him, I think, with a a bit of a lesser squad. Let him come coach the U.S. men's team. Could you imagine? No. All right, Pep, final, final fucking, yeah, final go in your career. Like, see what you can do with the U.S. men's you've team. Reached, you've reached the boss. Now you need to defeat the boss. Final level. He, he would show up to the first practice and see the touch that our team has and be like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, actually, I don't think I can work with them. Yeah. <laughs> what, am I coaching my kids' team? International ball is tough, especially when you don't have similar play styles. Yeah. And it's that's always just going to be harder. Americans to... are not only like so spread around the world, like on different clubs, but different leagues where like play styles are just so different. And pace of play. And, yeah. And then, you, you know, you get you get together and you don't have much time to kind of understand how each other works and, and things right. like that. And, and it's tough. But like, you know, if you look at like a Spain most of their players are playing in La Liga, in right? Spain, and, and a right. lot of them have like similar tactics and like similar like ideas to the way that football should be played. 
Yeah, they're all so, just like more on the same wavelength. Right, right. And it just and the US men's team is not like that. No. And you can see it when they play too. Yeah. Uh Union lose to San Jose Earthquakes 2-1, whatever. Judy Bellingham. Ooh, 110 million, dude. Do you think Dortmund yeah. could have gotten more for him? I I was kind of surprised know, that it wasn't like They got so it was 103 million euros, which translates to 111 and change. Yeah. USD. Good God almighty. They signed him to a 6-year deal. That kid is 19 years old. And he's already a stud, dude. It's crazy. Already a stud. He spent like 2 years on Dortmund. Right. 2 or 3. And he and he's already two or three years. Like two years of Dortmund, that's like seventeen and eighteen, dude. Yeah, that's why. When you think of like some of their players that they've kicked out too, like I mean, who's the last one? Maybe Holland. How old is Holland? Like twenty two? No, I think he's younger than that. I think he's like twenty or twenty one. Yeah, dude, they're they are just pumping out like world class fucking soccer players, dude. That's it's what crazy. They do. It's wild, and they've been doing that for as long as I've been a soccer forever, fan. Like, dude. They're always, such a farm yeah, team. Dude. Such a farm yeah. team. Um. Um. What else have I seen? Mbappe says he's not going to re-sign with PSG. So they, I actually saw today that they officially put him on the transfer market. Um. Really? Yeah. Because if he Neymar's doesn't resign the only one after, left. if he doesn't resign after this year, then it's like, oh, we're going to let him go for we're free. We're losing him. No. Right. So yeah. they're going to try to sell him. So you know. If they can do that, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to sell him in the winter window. Because they yeah. said that they're going to try to convince him to stay. So maybe they put him on the market now. They kind of get some interest, see kind of what, what his price is. And maybe it turns into a bit of a bidding thing. You know what I mean? And they're like, okay, we're going to see how the first half of the season goes. Maybe we're doing well. Maybe, you know, we can convince him to try to stay over these next six months. If not, we'll sell him in January. Yeah, I could see that happening. And I feel like Mbappe is kind of like at the point in his career where, you know, I mean, let's be real, dude. Lee Kuhn is not very exciting. And it's no. like he probably got that rush of being like, I mean, he's won a World Cup before already. But like the rush of yeah. like having everybody's eyes on him like in the World Cup. And he's like, damn, dude, like I could be I, my legacy could be so much bigger if I went and had myself a career at like a Man United or a Real or like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. PSG. PSG is definitely like in the conversation of those big teams, but it's not the but they've same. they've never like, won anything, dude. They right, get, like, dude. They don't get like, they don't have the prestige or the respect. And like, they're like, they're, they're a city to me. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. like city have won a bunch of premier leagues in recent history. Right. But like, and they've been great and they've been, you know, have had such great players, but they never got like quite their respect because they could never get over the Champions League hump, right? They've done, you know, they've been to the final. They finally won it this year. They've been to finals, been to semis, but they were kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, you win your league and stuff like that. And like, it's a much harder to win the Premier League than League Un, but I right. mean, they never got like quite the respect on the national stage. And neither does PSG. They get respect to say, oh yeah, like you guys are, you know, a formidable opponent and you can win on any given Sunday. But when push comes to shove, I'm never picking you to win it all. Right. Right. It's exactly dude. And I don't know if that just comes with more like history, like over time, do they kind of just like, maybe they'll like, all right, they'll win a champions league. And like, they won't just be like, a. 
I don't know. I, I kind of get the same feeling with PSG as like some of these Saudi teams where they just like throw money at the biggest name on the market and try and make yeah. it work. The Saudi league is a problem. Yeah, dude. Like the whole Benzema thing hurts just because it's like, I, I don't know what I would do in his position. Obviously, I don't know what it's like to live like a legacy as like a one of the greatest like strikers ever and yeah. like have a career like that. And also, I don't know what it's like to be offered like that amount of that money. Much money. So, Dude, right. They offered Messi one point six billion over three years. Yeah, that's insane, dude. That is absolutely insane. And then imagine all of that on top of how much money he already has too, like from endorsements and shit endorsements, like that. everything, dude, like. Crazy. That is insane. He said, I mean, no dude, thanks, coming to the MLS. Yeah, that, dude, I'm not going to lie. I was, I think I was talking to Carl about this the other day, and I was like, dude, always have, like, had the most respect for Messi, being, like, a huge Ronaldo fan, but I'm, like, low-key jealous of the Messi fans now because, like, their guy did exactly what I wanted Ronaldo to do, where he didn't just, like, yeah. take the money and, like, kind of disappear. Like, dude, I don't even see Ronaldo in, like, the news anymore, like, in the football world. Like, oh, right, I'll see, like, right, when right. things when big things happen where he, like, I don't know, scores, scores or, like, has a nice goal. But, like, Messi in the MLS is going to do so much for football, dude, and he's going to retire and, like, push and the it's game gonna be, forward. he's going to be talked about all the time. He's going to be talked about all the time, just, like, on a bigger stage. And Ronaldo's just, like, yeah, he's making the fucking bag. But also, he's, like, playing in a league that nobody cares about. And they dude, don't, like, respect to the, the extent as, like, even the MLS. The tickets for his projected first game in Inter Miami were more than Miami Heat tickets in the NBA Finals. As it should be, dude, because they've got the whole entire planet looking at him now. That's like, so, you know what I mean? I was talking to Dion about it because you know me. Dion's come to a few Union games with me, and he he, he follows you know a bit. Um, and he texted me. He was like, "Yo, Messi's coming to the MLS like with the eyeballs," and I was like, "Yeah, dude, he's gonna be crazy." He's like, "Best believe when he comes to Philly, I'm gonna be there." And I was like, we got to try to get those tickets when they go on sale. Like when tickets like drop. Like as soon like as they year. go on sale. Like for yeah. next season. Like as soon as tickets go on sale, like try to buy them di- directly from the union because they'll be at whatever their face value is. And the aftermarket prices are going to be gonna, out of control. Insane, dude. Yeah. Um, And dude, I was going to say this like. If you go to literally almost anywhere on the planet and ask some random citizen if they know the name Leo Messi, like probably 9.9 times out of 10, they're going to say yes. But if you go to like, I don't know, any other country and be like, yo, Jimmy Butler. And they're like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah. Like somebody could do that with like the best cricket player right now to me. And I wouldn't know who that is, but Messi just has like, everybody knows that name. It's like literally David. Cricket's actually the biggest sport in the world. Yeah. Which is crazy. Cause it's like, I feel like you it's so similar to it baseball. Here. I would enjoy it if I knew what I was watching and what was going on, but like, I yeah, just yeah. never even but like, I don't know any of the it. rules, don't know any of no. the players or the teams. Nothing, dude. Maybe you need to take a crash course. It's funny because John Boy, that's cricket what he does in the course, offseason, you know, dude. CCC, so he, Triple C. Yeah. <laughs> cricket cash. Cri- <laughs> Easy for cricket you to cash, say. dude. <laughs> <laughs> cricket crash course. Cricket, cricket cash. That's like for Cricket Mobile. Yeah, it's like their digital currency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah I, can use, <laughs> I, I can use this at their uh, their app store. Yeah, or whatever. Like it's like it's like FIFA e bucks, dude. Yeah, I got cricket cash. <laughs> what was with the Microsoft points on old Xbox? Remember those? We had to go <laughs> yeah, and buy yeah. the card. 
Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't just use dollars. You had to buy <laughs> buy a card of Microsoft points and then use that to buy use that card. Yeah, it was such simple days, dude. I know kids these days they'd never get it. Did you see my um, snap the other day about uh, Game Pass after I bought Diablo, where it was like, "Congratulations, you've earned ten percent of like oh, sixteen yeah, yeah, cents yeah. or something like that, like yeah. towards a." towards an xbox gift card and i wanted to just be like fuck you dude why are you telling me like oh congratulations here's six cents what <laughs> i don't give a After shit you spend 60 bucks yeah it's just yeah well now the games on xbox are like 69.99 so it's like oh sorry i'm playing on them like a uh, newer yeah, shit so yeah, now i gotta pay got an extra ten dollars so i'm like all right and then they're like they basically just said here's eight cents towards an xbox gift card not even just like here, well, we invested this eight cents for you. I'd be like, all right, that you know, congrats. Yeah. Um, one last rumor that I've seen: Harry Kane to Real Madrid. I would hate that, dude. Yeah, I would. Feels hate like a waste that. of give money. Give me Mbappe, bro. Just if you're gonna go get somebody, give me Mbappe. Mbappe. Dude, imagine Vinicius and Mbappe on the same team. Did you see? He's got the number seven now. I did. Love that, I dude. That. Big fan. I think he's the worthiest player since Cristiano to have that number seven. Because after Ronaldo so had it, it was, I think, Mariano. Vegan. Mariano had it. No, it was like right after Ronaldo left. Like, so they don't do shit like that with numbers in European soccer, which I find so interesting. Because, like, you're telling me the number 10 on Barca is just, like, going to be, like, Mark Bartra now? Like, after fucking Messi leaves, dude? Right. Which I think that's just the biased Yankees fan in me, where it's like, all right, you deserve to have your number retired. And, I mean, that's a problem the Yankees are going to run to in, like, 20 years from now. It's like, all right, bro, like... Well, numbers in soccer are significant, right? It's like... To like their your positions. Your number seven means things. Your number nine is important. Like, number 10 is right. important, right? But, like... So, like, I get it from one point. Like, you want somebody to be wearing the number 10, right? But at the same time, it's like... Those are humongous shoes to fill. And you can't just pick the next guy to fill them. Right. Yeah, like and you got a lot of, maybe like, okay, maybe it takes a year or two to find the guy who's worthy of filling those shoes. Yeah, you're gonna hold someone. your number right, dude. And they did that like literally right after Ronaldo like left Real. They gave Mariano the number seven. I was like, oh, okay, that's gonna be weird. And then when Hazard came, he got it. And then look what happened to him. At he like he had an atrocious Real Madrid career. Yeah, he and did. now I feel like it's back in the hands of somebody who's worthy, which is fun. Who's wearing number ten at Barca? Right now, I couldn't even tell you, dude. I'm sure, it's one of their younger kids, if anybody, like one of their young like prospects. Yeah, I think Luo's wearing nine. Um, let's see. Neymar was what eleven. When he was at Barca, or is he is he eleven now on PSG? Um, so Anzu Fati, he took the number ten. Yeah, dude, that's he like, inherited it from Messi. That's got to be a wild feeling, like after Messi leaves Barca, and then you're just like handed the number ten. So the best number tens in Barca's history, or since '95, Messi, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo. Anzu, Giovanni, I don't know, Raquel Me, Quelar, I don't know these guys. But I mean, 
Ronaldinho, Messi, and then Anzu, like <clears throat> Ronaldinho, Messi, and Slaton, dude. When Barca had was like that team, oh I know. God. Yeah, it's always wild how soccer teams like. I don't know. I guess it's just like a baseball traditionalist thing where you because I feel like that happens the most in baseball, right? I mean, they do it in uh, NBA and NFL too, but. Yeah, it was just an American sports thing. Maybe. I feel like, yeah, Anzu still's got the 10. Anzu Fati, that's a great name. I love that name. Yeah. They got Ferran Torres, who they signed from City, wearing the 11. And Usman Dembele wears the 7. And Lou was in nine. Usman. He was another Dortmund product, wasn't he? I believe so. What else we got All on right, this All right, let's doc? get out of here, dude. That's it. That's it? We hit the finish, finish line? Finish up with some soccer, dude. Got to... Uh, right. Yeah. I well, tried it's going to be... Uh, the last, like, 45 minutes, I tried to uh, get us on track with this doc. Yeah, we were we were chitting chatting away yeah, for just, the first like hour vibing. and twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah dude, that's what we're all about. Cool. That was the that was the message of today's episode. I feel like was vibes. It's all about the vibe. Yeah, it's all about the. They vibes. call us the vibe guys for a reason. Yeah, I guess I thought we were the random roommates, but I guess we can change our name. Well, but, well, we were the random roommates in OBX too, I guess, but we were also the vibe guys in OBX. Oh yeah, the vibe guys. We were the vibe guys. We got I got shirts to prove it. Mm-hmm. Physical proof. So if anybody tries to fact check this episode, just come straight to us. Yeah, I got I got you on the shirt. I was part of the Vibe Guys Tribe. <laughs> Vibe Guys Tribe. All right, y'all get out of here. Have a great weekend. Say hi to your neighbor. Make them smile. And tell Give somebody that you love that you love them. Don't forget. Never forget. Hashtag. Don't let this life pass you by without telling people that you love them. It's very important. And, you know, don't forget, we're all out here grinding, you know, working and trying to make memories. Don't even if it's stop. even if it's inanimate objects, dude, if you love that thing, just be like, yo, yeah. I love you. I walk by but my like, Xbox. Yo, but, you're good to me. Hey, while you're on this grind and on this journey, don't be too hard on yourself. And don't forget to stop and look around and think about how far you've come and be proud of yourself because this is where you've always wanted to be. Listening to the doing random roommates. <laughs> Amen. Y'all have a good weekend. Smooches. Oh, boy.